There's part of me that wants to not start talking for two and a half minutes till this is over. Somehow they scratched a, I think, 30-second song in two and a half minutes. But that's the Ramones. Somehow the Ramones are able to take a song that exists and make it longer. Meanwhile, all of their songs are about two minutes and 15 seconds. Welcome to a spiderific Blackcast 60, joined, as always, by the Brain Trust. To my left, Agent Starling on Thwip. Twitter. Thwip is correct on Twitter at Will Sterling underscore. And to his left, my further left, Coltrane, who believes he's not yep. on Twitter, but you can follow him on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. Uh, how many Twitter followers do I have now? Good question. Uh, it's more than 15.5. Yes! I, I actually have is to it? give you the exact number. Uh, but it's nowhere near as many Twitter followers as had by the record Twitter holder. Mr. David Bujenski, a.k.a. Liev, on Twitter, at David underscore Bujenski. I can shoot sticky webs out of a limb, too. Want to see? Uh, no, I do not want to see. <laughs> Come here, actually. Christian. I'll show you. You know, Liev, we want to go out of our way and be really nice to you today because uh, you're really sick, aren't you? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, what judging it, by that joke you just told. No, that's hey! actually, that joke's actually funnier than usual. I haven't so been that, able to masturbate in two days. You know that, I'm sick. That that's is, why you're sick. you got to clear the pipes, buddy. <laughs> I've been trying. Well... I believe a friend of yours had a theory that you feel awful now because you were sick a couple days ago, but you feel mm. awful now because how many days has it been since you've been inside of a bar? <laughs> four. You haven't been in a bar in four days. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going through – like if you were kicking heroin, you'd be going – you'd be like going cold turkey. Right. You'd be That's having what she shakes. said. I haven't had a cigarette in four days and I haven't had any alcohol in four days. And she's like, Wait a well, minute. you're probably just healthy. Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you smoke? Yeah, sometimes. Really? I, uh, uh, Will, did you know that uh, that uh, Liev smoked? I didn't. Coltrane, are you familiar with this stunning revelation? I, I am shocked, shocked to hear this. I'm such an athlete. Surprised. I know you guys would be. Yeah. He's um, a pillar of health. Here's a question. What would be harder to believe, that David Bujenski was an athlete or a mathlete? I go Coltrane first. <sighs> I, f I think the mathlete would be harder to believe. Give me, a math, I agree. give me a math problem and I'll solve it. Two times nine. Your mom. You know That's my mom the athlete. listens. The you know my mom speaking. listens. Why do you always do that? She always says every time, it's like, and you told him that your mother listens. And he still said that. And I go, yeah. The two of us go in nine times. You, you're amazing. You know what? I'm going to shock that up to the sickness. You know, you're, you're sick and I want to be nice to you, but I feel like <laughs> I've been negligent. We haven't told the story about how you got your ass kicked a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. Remember no, that? No, you no. got your ass kicked? <laughs> yeah, no. remember? Why do I, I not know that story? I took on I 27 anything. guys and it was a like No, a you took life. it from 27 guys? I you took on 20, totally took on 27 You took on 27-year-old guys, guys is, what you, is maybe what you did. <laughs> And it was a tie. It was not a tie. You should have seen the other guys. Yeah, the other guys didn't come into work with a black eye. Well, they're not old enough to work. They're like in <laughs> elementary school. They're old enough to work for Walmart in their factories. No, those douchebags have mommy and daddy paying for all their shit. <laughs> Did you get beat up at Stagecoach? Well, no. no, this was not. A, this is before Stagecoach. Why don't you uh, briefly, and I know you're under the weather, tell all our right. listeners what happened and how you... Put yourself in harm's way because maybe you'd had a few too many cocktails. I had a couple bottles of cocktails. I was fine, <laughs> though. I could go talk to these douchebags. Okay. And I went and talked to them. There were like, there had to have been at least 17. It was me against them. And I bring, like, I asked nicely, like, hey, stop parking in, you know, our parking spot. I was being very kind. And then they wanted to start throwing punches. 
I immediately back on them like, guys, are you sure? Because I'm pretty big. And they wanted a tussle. So there we were fighting. And where was this? This is next this, my neighbor. This is where Your he neighbor. lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. down at the beach. Now, I really thought that when you told me this the first time, you made a really smart ass comment to the guys, and that's actually what brought the I might have, but down it was so you. long ago, and I'm feeling pretty ill. I can't even remember. Coltrane, do you remember this story better than he's <laughs> pretending to? I do, I do feel as though he might have said something. It might have been oh, 19 what? guys. And you might have said something a bit smart ass to them. I told a guy he had a little dick. That's it. Something you honestly it said yeah, that. That's what it was. <laughs> and I might have slapped him gently on the cheek, like a friendly yeah, see, slap. See, there you go. Yeah, now I, the I knew you remembered. I, I knew wow. we had to pull it out of you, and, and yeah. that's your favorite thing is pulling out. <laughs> Next thing I know, I was on the ground. But hey, I put up quite a fight on the ground. You punch you in the face? There were like twenty-four guys on top of me while I was on the ground. No, they did not punch me in the face. Whoo, whoo, whoo. Ooh. Imagine if somebody oh. somebody roughed up your moneymaker. Somebody uh, uh. did harm to that beautiful face. I had a Oof. lot of scratches on my back, though. I don't actually remember any of this. This is all hearsay from other people telling me what happened. Were you drunk? I had, yeah. Yeah, it's a story that he's in. So, yeah, so, he was drunk. I had a bunch of scratches <laughs> on my back. So it was like I... I don't. I can't even explain it. You can't even explain it. So, what do you think is wrong with you, Liev? What I mean, obviously, we'd have to spend the the rest of the podcast talking about that in general. But I mean, today, what do you think made you ill? Loneliness. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> We've any of us who've spent time with you, but uh, you had a theory that you ate something bad, right? Yeah, a burrito, a breakfast burrito. But I don't think that. You would still be in this shape from a breakfast burrito on Cinco de Mayo. No, it was a bad breakfast burrito. How many times have you gotten breakfast burritos from this place? A few times. This is being the last time. Ever. I doubt that. I I also doubt that. (laughs) On Friday, I'm getting breakfast burritos for all of us from that place. I'm not touching it. Oh, I feel queasy. Just you mentioning it. Just mentioning it. No, all right. Look, I understand. All the gooey cheese and the... The Mm-mm. meat, the lumpy kind of meat. I threw up in my meat. car because I couldn't get off the highway fast enough. There were egg chunks everywhere oh. and little pieces of sausage. But it's I still there. I I'm can't. hoping the birds finish it off. <laughs> and you felt fine in the morning before you ate the burrito. Yes. Yeah, it was great. I had a, it was a great mood. I, my hangover was not that bad. I felt great. Well, that's a good Monday morning for you, that yeah. your hangover is not right? that bad. Yeah. Normally it is. Normally I'm like, oh, I feel miserable. Should I call off work? No, I came in. I'm like, wow, I can almost function 100% today. Yeah. How many Mondays do you wake up and think about, or maybe even dial like the first six numbers of either my number or Ken's number to call and be like, I, I just can't do it today. If I could see the numbers, I would be calling <laughs> off. <laughs> you need one of those voice activated ones. Right. I thought call, you were going to talk to me a little bit here. I want to go lay Ken. down. Well, see, the thing is, is that we have to get all of our Liev time here up at the front of the podcast. Right. We're done. <laughs> well, all right. But I wanted you to weigh in on another topic that we're going Fine. to get to in a moment. Because, uh, you know, Will and I are going to talk about something very important during Nerd Talk. We're oh, going to talk God. about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And our conversation will be very spoiler heavy. So we need to put that way at the end of the podcast so that we don't ruin it for people who haven't seen it. So that's why our Liev chunk... And I do mean Chunk is up here. But after this segment, we're also going to be joined by great friend of the Black Cast, Carl Zahn. Carl from New Hampshire, whose website is carlfromnh.com. Where's he playing in New England sometime soon? Even he doesn't know, but we'll talk about that. But what I wanted to talk to all of you fine gentlemen about is uh, administrators at a Southern California high school 
are discouraging students from participating in a tradition called the quote-unquote prom draft that involves male students ranking female students and then selecting a date from the favored pool. So that's basically like the NFL draft. You rank the girls, and then I don't know how the positioning is figured out. I'll, I'll read a little bit of, of a hat. You pick the names out of a hat. It's the, the order you go in. Right. All right. But and one so, guy who, was draft, who had a low pick yeah. paid another guy $140 to move up. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to get into about this wow. is can you move up in this draft? You but can. just in general, I want to talk to our friend Coltrane because I feel like this is the kind of thing that you wish you had trademarked and you sold you know, prom draft kits to high school kids and you were getting a cut of the action. This is a great idea. Why didn't you come up with it? I do not know why I didn't come up with it, but I wish I had. It's a brilliant idea. I mean, and think about how you, you know, the, the, the kids can go, they can scout the talent, you know, they can, true. They can uh, have a, a Wonderlick test. Well, they can, they Thank can get you. The, you get this. nothing for the Wonderlick test. Yeah, all right. I, no, no, it's all right. No, I was, I was about to jump in with the scouting reports. So, you know, you get like, uh, you have uh, some people who are there before you and uh, you, sure. know, you get reports, you get yeah. updates. You just want to know. It's just, you know, a little inside information. See? A little inside information. little Nothing. inside okay. information. Yeah. See? It's all and, there. And, you know, you want to make sure, like, you know, how is she in the pocket? Exactly. You always want to know <laughs> how a prospect is in the pocket. Exactly. It's really important. See, this is why the NFL draft works so well. Because it, Are you it, guys it talking about the inside of their vagina? No, How we're talking you, about that. That is crass. You're supposed to be napping. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were sleeping. But I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think this is a great idea. I feel like probably girls who are drafted high think that this is a great idea. Now, do the right. girls know? I mean, yeah. are they because if a guy gets the top pick or whatever and he gets the hottest girl, let's yeah. say, she has to be cool with going with him. Well, there is that, yeah, which like, I, I so do They have to about. know that they're being played for, essentially. Well, but so, maybe they, they, you have to declare for the prom draft, like for the NFL draft. Like maybe if you're like the absolute hottest girl in a high school and you have a 26-year-old boyfriend, you know, and you're going to like go with him, you're like, no, I'm not, I, I'm not going with you. You're not in the draft. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. And, like, I, I, yeah, I already have an agent. So I cannot, uh, I cannot be part of this process. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure like how that part of it works out. But the the guy I mentioned before who paid 140 dollars to move up, I the, I read that part of it, and apparently the girl who he selected, like she was just like, wow, that's really weird because you've never talked to me before. So she was sort of she thought it was awkward that he had that he paid 140 dollars to move up, yeah. so that he could draft her, but that but he had never spoken to her. So. I don't. I don't know how the. the well, he's the weird particip- guy with the crush on but her. I, and he's I'm got just saying. The money. I don't know how like the female participation actually works. Then so because it didn't sound like she was saying she wasn't going. Yeah, it right, just exactly. sounded like she was saying that it was awkward that this guy had never talked to her but paid the money to like move up to get her. So mm. I, I don't understand the female participation part, but it's still brilliant. And yeah. I think, and it is kind of it's like you said, all the girls who are at the top of that list. They've got to be thrilled with it. They'll be like, yeah. no, no, I don't like it. Oh, I'm the first pick. Oh, my God. Yeah, this right. Is like, like, this so is amazing. so offensive. It's so sexist. Oh, oh I went number two? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that, my God. This works. is great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, I don't believe in this system. And by the way, this is Corona Del Mar High School. And I mentioned that because uh, we do have an expert in the OC and – inland area uh my wife is a big fan of the podcast so we'll see if she has any thoughts i bet she never heard of this though because this seems this seems new and this is this is really groundbreaking new territory (laughs) by these kids it's to the extent though that the principal of corona del mar high she wrote parents an email about this and it is it is not okay for any student to be objectified or judged in any way 
Blah, I don't know. Blah, blah, I feel blah, like a lot blah. of schools make lists of like who the hottest girls and guys are. I mean, that's pretty common. They're just putting it into action, you know, trying to like, well, I'm going to take the I want to take the 10th hottest girl to the prom. Now, what I don't understand is do you have different rounds? Like, can you awesome. have a number two pick just in case? You know, first I, of all, just in case maybe the girl decides not to go. But then also if you're on the date and you're like, oh, this is not happening. You well, know? I, I mean, I feel like I feel like they've just got to have one pick. Like, I feel like they're yeah, not... no, no, I agree, but I, I want these rules written out. But I, I think that they do. I think because because the guy paid one hundred forty dollars to move up. I feel like if he could have like given up like multiple things besides the money, that would be different. By the but way, I think if that the that's guy... the only thing that you sure. can use to move up, if the guy who pays one hundred forty dollars doesn't even get oral, I feel like that he should get his money back. I mean, listen. That's... You know, buyer That's beware. Prostitution. Yeah, no, buyer beware. No, he didn't pay her. He paid his friend to to give him the spot. Then he his then friend should... is like a John, essentially. No, his friend is no, more of a it... madam. I ah, mean, it's a dude. Ah. but you know, he's like running the the, the whole the whole operation. <laughs> but but it's but he's not necessarily like if the three of us just say we all had picks. If like I picked first and he picked third, and and he decided to give me money so that he get the first overall yeah. pick. Like that's just that's him making a decision. He's making to, a like, business decision. What I, he then does with that pick yeah. and the results of that pick. Look, if you move up to get Tim Tebow, that's your mistake. <laughs> that is your mistake. Because Tim Tebow on prom night, that's not gonna be any fun for anybody. David Bajensky, Liev. Blow me. Would you have enjoyed going to your senior prom with Tim Tebow? I know you didn't know who he was yet, that's besides the point. This is more of a hypothetical. Stupid question. Can I go lay down, please? No, you cannot. You so you wouldn't have enjoyed that. What do you think about this whole concept of the prom draft ranking the girls in in order of you know desirability, prettiness, and all that stuff? I let us. I grow up. Really? Let's. What happened to gentlemen and women? And you asking the don't lady. Stop. On a That's day. what I say. Don't take what I say. <laughs> You're right. I'm kidding. I think it's great. No, I was going to say. I was, like, I was actually about to say. Wow, you really are sick. No. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I didn't even go to my senior prom. This is exactly why, because it's, I wanted to skip right to the sex. <laughs> well, we know you did. Uh, so, so Will, we're having fun having this conversation, but I feel like you're the you're the the dad in the sweater. I feel, I feel on, like, the, on the porch. I feel like we need the feminist opinion. Yeah. Will? No, no. I'm just. I, I am. Just a, feel, I mean, I do consider myself to a degree a feminist. Sure. That's what, what I just said it. Yeah. That's what I, I. So, do you I think it's okay if if girls are okay with this process? Uh huh. You know, and obviously, I'm just making a joke about the guy who paid money receiving sexual favors. He's not for the money. That's besides the point. If girls are okay submitting themselves into this process, and they're okay to go with guy number eight mm-hmm. when maybe they wanted to go with guy number four. Uh, how do you feel about that? That's what's like hard is because the issue then is something – I mean the people that I went to prom with and the friends I hung out with and things like this, like kids, certain groups would do stupid things um, and the kids that are like okay with it, you just feel bad for them. You know what I mean? You're like yeah. you don't really value yourself enough to – want to be with you know what i mean like you're supposed to go with the person you want to go with no, because yeah, you absolutely. know somebody and they but ask you is, or you ask them but this is high school it's a time when people that's are what just I'm saying. having fun i just know doing that fun but things. high school is when you also have a there's a lot of stuff going on developmentally and i think Look, that 
Here's having the, that but here's the thing, Will. be something. We're it's dangerous. A, yeah. It's dangerous for their we're, psyche. We're, and then they become, they grow up uh, to be girls that Ken is into. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's exactly what he's Crazy talking about. Crazy chicks with no self Ken actually wants the scouting. Perfect, Ken, wants, <laughs> Ken wants the scouting report on these girls going to the prom now. Not because of now, but you're going to put the, you're going to set them up in your farm system. You know, these girls are going to go right into, the, they're going to go right into developmental league. Maybe one of these girls will be up to double A by next year. You never know. You know, and, and that'll be fine. But you know, Will, it's different because the rest of us look at high school completely differently because we're not all so lucky that in high school we met literally the most perfect creature that we ever met. Yeah, hey, I didn't lives. like her for a good long time. Yeah, but by the time you all graduated, right? you did. By the time <laughs> yeah. you graduated, you did. So we didn't have that experience where, like, high school was with somebody that we're literally going to spend the rest of our lives with. That literally someone that will outlive us. Just wanted to <laughs> just wanted to rain on the parade a little bit. But you know, so I mean, I went with my girlfriend at the time. It yeah. was kind of a no brainer, but. You know, sometimes it's hard to make these decisions. Well, the There's first time I got dumped right before it. What? I mean, like by a girlfriend, but the girl I asked, she changed her mind because she had a boyfriend at the time and I had a big crush on her. And I and her boyfriend was like, you can go with another guy. It's fine. And then when he found out that she was going with me, he changed his mind. And then she had to call me and tell me. So then I, because I, I'd had a big crush on her, so I told her I had feelings for her. Yeah. And she freaked out because she's, and then she said people to people that I confessed my undying love. And I was like, those words never Left I don't, my I don't mouth. know that anyone ever actually said I just that. said, I, I really like you. So, you I never know, forgot it, it, that. So, yeah, you but see, because of that, that because I got ditched at that prom, and so did Nicole, that's where Sparks began at the end of junior year, which led to a great summer of getting close. And then the rest was history. And if, if, you could, if you could do a montage of the end of that prom <laughs> yeah. and the summer, what song yep. would it be? Because uh, what comes to mind for me is the theme from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But you're allowed to. That's a good it. one. That's probably a good one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, the one. Fair enough. Or Ninja Rap by Vanilla Eyes. Oh well, yeah. Th- I'm sorry. I should have <laughs> been more ninja, specific. Go exactly. Go Ninja. Exactly. Go. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ken. Any final thoughts on this? Yeah. See, here's the one other one other element here. I know a lot of like some of the girls are going to be disappointed by the whole thing. However, there are also the girls that would be seventh round picks who at least now are going to get picked. Yeah. You see, so you have to look at the other side of it too. Yes, they might get picked last, but they're still going to get picked as opposed to being the girls who, who go wanted with, who to go. Don't go with anyone. But, no, but don't get to go because yeah, nobody that's asks fair. them. I'm just saying there are advantages to going stag and ending up with somebody you never thought you would. No, now that's, I, now see, that's actually smart. No, that's I hear like, you. That's like going to a wedding without a plus one. Yeah. Yeah. True. I hear done. that. But the point, because you're going back to feelings and everything – like the that's all life is, is man. Wait, no, no, that's all on. life uh, is. Uh, Coltrane, say the word feelings again, because I like the way you say it with such contempt. <laughs> Just say <feelings laughs> you, you fuck your you feelings. feelings. I hate them. Well, I can't do it I now, hate them. Yeah, now, now, I you, now you made me think about it. <laughs> so <But>. feelings. <laughs> but, but so there are the girls who uh, who like spend the rest of their lives like, wow, I didn't get asked to go to the prom, and so like you know, fuck man and everything later in life. So this way, they're still going to get. Asked. No, you're yeah. focusing on that no. minor incident no. as opposed to the girls yeah. who spend the rest of their life playing fucking games about being ranked and then having awful, no, awful self esteem issues. But you're only looking at it from one perspective, and there is the other perspective there of is. the girls who don't who haven't gotten picked. But who will get picked because of this, and like that they want to get picked? They may. How about not, the girls that want to abstain with, from this whole thing altogether? Who are like, this I, is stupid. I hate this. So then they they would abstain from it, I suppose. And then they go to prom single. 
See? But then they get with somebody that they didn't we'll think they would. Well, that, that's except, the point. Except that the, the guys they might have wanted to go with are probably going with someone else that, who participated in this. Except for, except for the cool guy. It's cool. Pretty, like me. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't play games like that. You didn't play games. No. You just went I just to went. A, You just tried to go with a girl. See, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It worked for me. If, if high the, schoolers just followed my lead, you'll meet the love of your life, and, and then that'll be yeah, the end. And that's fantastic. And I guarantee you there were some girls at your school who – who didn't get asked to go to the prom, and they are—they have spent the rest of their lives miserable because they didn't get asked to go to the prom. How about the girls that did get asked to the prom, the hot girls that went with the hot guys who are now like trashy, awful, oh, yeah. self-esteem you mean, balls you mean, of You mean what Facebook was misery. invented for? Yeah. So that you can see that yeah. that girl's the size of a, of a barn now? Right. Yeah. I was going to say house. I'm like, that's not big enough for right. some of these girls. Yeah. keep going. It happens. Size hey. of an aircraft carrier. Yeah. But, you know. The, it's a double-edged sword. Fortunately, the- There are uh, dangers on both sides Fortunately, we exactly. as men, we age so well. <laughs> both that, uh, sides. We have no flaws. So, so there is a benefit. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if there's there, a benefit. There is a benefit. There's a benefit to letting high school kids do things that they're going to do and then, you know, they get in trouble. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to you don't want to condone this sort of behavior because this is a t- time in a young person's life where you when they let, get away with stuff like this except here's they the try thing. it out for People, a long period of time and then they become college douchebags and those are the worst those except are the, the worst the, the reality is no matter what you want to like say and get into like a whole feeling element of it People get judged every day by their physical appearance. It's true. So acting like this is any different than anything else is missing the point because they no matter like yes it sucks sometimes that people have low self esteem for some reason but they're going to have low self esteem anyways. So you're you're focused you're so focused on that but you're missing the fact that at least at the end of this some of these people who are being judged negatively will still at least get the experience it's just lazy. Of going. Just work on your personality. Be a good dude. Lift some weights. You know what I mean? Well, then get out there. That's your solution to Ask everything. Ask a trick. Yeah. Lifting weights. See, I so figure if it's about physical appearance, I'll just go there. I was <laughs> a fat kid in high school. You hey, were a fat kid in high school. It was all right school. for me. You know why? Because I had a great personality. You did, you did get yeah. a... Uh, really you got, you got a very attractive that. young lady to... I have a very attractive personality. Uh, apparently. Why don't you ever show it to us? Can I, I, can I put a button right on now. this issue? Yes, please do. Uh, if I had a summer with Nicole, our theme song would be... Slop on my knob, like on the car, check in with me, and do the job, lay on the bed, don't have to ask, don't have to pay. By the way, don't be surprised, I'd never heard that song before. (laughs) I had not either. Well, we do want to know what all of our uh, Blackcast listeners thought about uh, this conversation and about proms in general. It is almost prom season, so you can tweet us at Blackcast, you can email us, blackcast at gmail or on the DennisMillerRadio.com message boards. There's always the Black Cast thread. We want to hear from you guys. And if anybody wants to share prom photos and prom stories, we can go back to that because we did do that once. We're happy to talk more prom because uh, it's kind of in a lot of ways the best slash worst night in a lot of people's lives. So it's good to talk about. Uh, before we move on and talk to our great friend Carl from New Hampshire, uh, I... I feel like, Liev, you're going to not be able to go because you're so sick. But I did find out that uh, we could continue our trend of the whole gang, the Four Musketeers, going to see an Adam Sandler movie tonight in Hollywood, blended with Drew Barrymore. It'll be at 7 o'clock. Are you able to make it, Liev, or you think you're going to throw up too much? Is that the 51st Dates Part 2? Part 3. 
part no, three? it's Wedding Singer Part Three. Is yeah. what it is. Actually. No, I'm not going. That's not your kind of Adam Sandler movie, no. is it? I like Adam Sandler movies. That's fine. Even the bad ones, but except All for right. Jack and Joe, which was just horrific. But that that was not a strong um, film. The, his other ones are great. No, I'm not going. Uh, One, so I'm you're... sick. Two, mainly, most importantly, I hate you guys. Uh, fair enough. Coltrane, you in? Uh, where is this at? This is in Hollywood. At the, it's not at the Chinese theater, but it's the upstairs. Like it's the same. That's the. I mean, yeah. It's not the, it's not chi- the it's premier not the, yeah, one, which is amazing yeah. though. If you've never seen a movie in the Chinese theater, Blackcast listeners, come to Los Angeles. Go to the Chinese theater. It's uh, beautiful. It's it's kind of it's like seeing a play, but more hetero. It's not because they plays are you know they're a little careful. You know what I'm saying what? But just because you're an actor, you, guys, you, you like, got a problem with plays? Kind of. That's where the real work is, Christian. That's no, where the art is the real work is in art. Like films like The Wolverine. That's art. A man spends a lot of the movie with his shirt off. That is art. (laughs) What do you think I'm fighting to do? (laughs) I know. Exactly. Well, we'll figure out which superhero you should be. Anyway, uh, Coltrane, if you want to make it, you can let me know. If not, it's fine. We're going to have Mr. Sandler on next week, so I'm going to go see it regardless. So you can can think on it. Will, let me guess. You have to go... Uh, read your sides and run lines with your partner. I do have improv practice. Wait a minute. We got a show coming up hold Sunday. On, have, Sunday, on. May 25th. Hold uh, hold the phone. I'm just doing the timeout right now. Improv practice? Yeah, you got to practice. That's the craziest practice. thing I've ever heard. You have to practice. Talk about practice. practice. You got to get better. Not a game. Not a game. I'm talking, talking about practice. practice. He has no idea. I don't <laughs> even care. I don't even I know, care. So How awesome. do you practice for improv? It's you, spontaneous. Exactly, and you just do it. You run shows. Yeah, you but, run when, but what do you need to do it then for? Because you need you need time. You can't. You're not going to yeah. just be I, funny I and have no team dynamic. I, we used to practice every week. Yeah. I'm just being difficult. But I would steal things from practice all the time. I would like, be like bits. And I would be like, oh, that thing I came up with was good. So yeah. actually, it's cheating. Go practice stand up too. Well, that's you're on the sidelines of a football game and it's raining. Go. Wait, what? What Nothing. did you say? You're on the sidelines of a football game and it's raining. Go. Yeah, so that that was your scene in your situation. Way to go. Oh, I see. You want go. me to your improv, improv right now? Put we me in, coach. Sucks. No, maybe no. My maybe helmet's too practice. big. I, it won't. It was, it, it's too large. I do the football. I throw the ball. Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg you know giving what? the Gettysburg Address. Hey. <laughs> Four scores seven years ago. That's all we needed. <laughs> we didn't need more. We don't, we don't need you to run through the rest of it. I have forefathers. Hey, hey, how do you guys got forefathers? That doesn't even make sense. What? You got to have at least one mother. Unless you were getting two fathers, to, but hey, that's as many hey, as you can have. Hey, hey, say hello to your forefathers for me. <laughs> but that's all right, because he was in a movie called Four Brothers. Oh, oh he was that's in Four right. Brothers. It was a great movie. I forgot about oh, Four Brothers. You know, uh, Transformers 4, it's happening soon. Transformers <laughs> Forefathers. Transformers for Fathers. <laughs> Optimus Prime is one of them. Optimus Prime is one. Well, great. All right. Well, we'll see if any of you guys go, but I might be I might be seeing oh. the Adam Sandler movie with four empty seats or well, three empty seats. But <laughs> maybe three extra things of popcorn if they give free popcorn because at the Sandler movies they always give free stuff. Yeah, but not at that theater. It's usually at the oh, Grove that right. we get the free popcorn. I've gotten free awesome. popcorn at the Arclight a couple times. I really only go for the free popcorn, so when I don't get it, yeah. I'm very disappointed. Especially you drove all the way out there for it. Well, the, to the Grove? Yeah. Yeah, that's too far for me. I know. That's like your that's like your neck of the woods. Woods. So I just walk the there. You could just walk there. That's yeah. really good. Man, that's all right. But Coltrane can't walk. Where can Coltrane walk to? Anywhere he wants. The True. den. Yeah, there? Yeah, there's Maybe. Always, always that. Always the den. Always the whiskey. Whiskey. All right, well, 
I'll tell everybody about the movie after I see it <laughs> since nobody else is going. But that's fine. It's all right. It's it's a it's a girl Sandler movie because because Drew Barrymore's in it. Although you know what the Jennifer Aniston one, I would consider that a, a girl one. That was one of the better ones in recent years. The one where they go to Hawaii. Yeah, but that's because that hot ass girl was in it. What was Brooklyn Decker. That's right. Oh, somebody remembered. Yeah, that, I thought that one was pretty funny actually. Mrs. Andy I didn't Roddick. See it. You mean that's Mrs. Andy Roddick? <laughs> yeah. Good for Roddick. I know, right? He, he had a pretty mediocre uh, tennis career, but right. he had a cameo Brooklyn at the end of that movie too. Did he? Roddick, he yeah. Was married to Brooklyn. Because she, she left, obviously, Adam, Adam Sandler because he fell in love with Jan Aniston, and then she meets Roddick oh, on yeah. the plane. Mm. Well, you know, as bad as you talked about Jack and Jill, which was not a strong film, but I was glad that I went to see it just so I could see Al Pacino do a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. That's true, the Dunkin' The, the, the rapping Dunkin' Donuts commercial. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Exactly. All right. Well, we've had so much fun and merriment here up top. That uh, we're going to have to stand down. We're going to catch our breath. Our collective breath. We only have one breath between the four of us. <gasps> yep. He's got nothing. But it. when we return, we... You're right there. Did you catch, you catch the <laughs> plague from Liev? It's terrible. When we return, we will talk to our great friend, Carl from New Hampshire, right after this. Welcome back to the Black Cast. Excited to be joined in studio, although not the studio I'm in, but in a different studio, by our friend Carl Zahn. Carl's website, carlfromnh.com. And you can follow Carl on Twitter, at carlfromnh, for the, what, once every four months that you actually tweet, Carl? It's actually up to like once every six months now. Oh, what happened? You fell out. You you were really uh, ter- you were going three a year at one point, but now it's uh, it's my whole thing with my whole thing with tweets is it's quality, not quantity, and I find that making people wait it it, it turns into something that they really look. It's almost like it'd be like if you had Thanksgiving every Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? Although I love the idea of having turkey every Sunday. I guess you're right. It's true. So you basically you're the Thanksgiving of Twitter. You should put that on your page. I'm basically the guy that uh, Twitter-wise, once a year, I lay on my back with my legs in the air. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us here on the Blackcast after you did a uh, a, a rip-roaring hour with Dennis Miller oh, on the Dennis Miller show. Exhausting hour. Now, during the course of that conversation, you you talked about the, the postal wa- worker who got caught throwing fragile packages out the window. Yeah. And now are you concerned that uh, you're on some kind of postal postal worker list? Well, I am because we had the other guy that called in, right? Yeah, he called in. wherever to defend postal workers, so... Which you I, were I very quick to point out. Are. You were very quick to point out that you had a relative who was a postal worker, right? I mean, you had a letter carrier in your family. I made that up. No, no, but that's all right. That's good. Stick with the story. And, okay, it is true. And by association, my <laughs> uncle Robert actually was a letter carrier. Yeah. So I uh, I stand by that. So if somebody doesn't like Carl, don't hold it against me just because I'm having him on the blackcast. You know what's funny about postal workers? They can't get they can't get a piece of mail across the street. <laughs> but you watch that guy will issue a hit on me. 
and he'll get that through in seven seconds. Well, he'll issue. The I know. I know damn well there's a postal worker waiting outside <laughs> for me right now. Well, he'll issue the hit, but it'll probably get there, you know, four days later than it was supposed to, and the the bullet will be so badly damaged and hard to understand what it is. It probably won't even hurt at that point. Maybe they'll get the address wrong. You're right. <laughs> so maybe, maybe somebody will get Mark right. in New Hampshire because, because you guys have the same zip code in yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah, it's the same. The whole state is one zip code. Uh, one of the things that I know that you've been doing is uh, you've been spending some time on Craigslist, and I want to know more about that. I, uh, I, I tend to not really buy things on Craigslist anymore, but I've gotten furniture, and you know, I think before StubHub, it was a, it was a very disreputable way to try and get concert tickets at the last minute and things like that. But now, you know, StubHub, you feel like it's a little safer. You know, you're not, it's not like, yeah, 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 meet me in the alley behind the pizza place. Come alone at four. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying anything on Craigslist. You're just you're just researching. I've 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 developed this unhealthy habit of looking at merchandise ads because <laughs> okay. they read they read like little mini biographies. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Sure. And and there was one that really jumped out at me. Of course, this was in New Hampshire. It says it says big estate sale. Oh, all right. This sounds which good. Which you usually think of like an oceanfront property. Well, yeah. You know? Or, or maybe like a, a big old Connecticut, New England <laughs> estate. But I see a mobile home in the background. <laughs> okay. So the, the first thing you see is a motorcycle. And, and then you see like a ski do, like a snow machine and a snow blower. <laughs> and then you see the guy's toolbox that, that like goes in a pickup truck. Yeah. And then finally, the last thing you see is what looks like a $10,000 beer keg, refrigerator beer keg. He calls it a keganator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need one of those keganators. And so in this little pictorial essay of snapshots, you see the decline of this whole guy's existence. You know, where he, where he overspends on the motorcycle and the toys. And then he finally starts buying his beer, not by the six-pack, but by the barrel. And then he finally stops working. <laughs> He's selling his toolbox. And then eventually the whole thing caves in at, at one big final estate sale. <laughs> now, the real question is, do you think that they've already held the estate sale or might I be able to get that snowblower? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm looking at this ad right now. And at the very bottom, it says, also have camper. Oh, Okay. But then there's an update, Christian, that says the snowmobile and the keganator are sold. <laughs> so apparently apparently the, the estate sale has been a big success for him. It, it sounds like it. And actually, because you shared the link with me, I'm able to see that it, the, under the description for the camper, <laughs> it says not much blood. So <laughs> I think that's what you look for. You know, it's OK if there's a little it's but one of the he's, first he's, things. He's very upfront. He says, "Not much blood." It's one of the first things I look for when I'm buying a used camper, and I buy a lot of used campers. Um, blood and little uh, little pieces of human hair, like stuck <laughs> to the blood. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another uh, another story that's been in the news, maybe not as pressing up there in New Hampshire as the estate sale. There's the uh, the Bundy Ranch, and uh, you and I were talking about this. It kind of gave you a little association. The name Bundy is not really synonymous with quality, is it? No, in <laughs> tied fact, into I, campers with blood, I suppose. Yeah, in fact, I was. You know, so many people were horrified by this whole thing out in Nevada, and then of course uh, 
the crazy things that this guy said a few weeks ago. But to me, it's perfectly in keeping with the Bundy. I mean, there's a tradition to hold up. Sure. You know, there's Ted Bundy. Of the, course. Um, the serial killer who drove a Volkswagen. It's funny. The thing that I always remember about Ted Bundy is not, not all the people he killed, but that he drove a Volkswagen. <laughs> you know, how do you... How do you pick up a chick in a Volkswagen? Well, I think his trick was that he would uh, he would wear a sling, so he thought that they had his arm was broken. Is that and, is that true? Yeah, he, I, he no no he also had a van, and uh, <laughs> maybe I know a little too much about this. No, but yeah. that, so yeah. he would be like, oh, I need you to help me move some furniture, and uh, you know I, the guy in the sling. So even like a little girl, you know, and by that I mean you know a smaller woman. I don't mean a child, but. You know, not that I would put that past a serial don't killer. Don't try to back yeah, out of it. Don't no. try and just, back it. Just look, embrace it. I'm standing up. Embrace for Ted. it. Look, I'm here to stand up for Ted Bundy. It's all right. No, no. So he would he would just be like, oh, I need I need help uh, getting this getting this couch into my van, and then I think that they actually did this in the in the movie Silence of the Lambs. It's like, well, you know, you help with the couch, but then you end up locked in the back of the van. So you know, shame on you for helping out the guy in the sling. So. But I think it helps for Ted Bundy that he was just a very handsome man. He was very, very handsome. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there was Al Bundy, married also, with children. Also a very handsome man. Also yes, very, very <laughs> handsome man. So I'm thinking we're one Bundy away. Well, how many Bundys do we need before the before Bundy becomes like just part of the lexicon? Yeah, or where, if it, it becomes, where it becomes an adjective. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or it becomes oh, he's a Bundy. It becomes like how you know you don't name your kid Adolf anymore. You know, right. it's like Bundy's just sort of like, well, I guess we're going to have to change our last name, maybe to Brady because Brady. You think of the Brady bunch, you know, and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's very wholesome. Bundy, eh, a little bit less so. That's, yeah. No. I'd like it to become a word where you just describe somebody like, oh, well, Christian's, Christian's a Bundy. He's a Bundy. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm being a Bundy right now. But, well, I think uh, we're both being Bundy-ish. Yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. that's certainly true. Uh, now, do you feel like a, a Bundy when it uh, comes to technology? Because it seems like I, – I, how many kids do you have? Do you have four kids or did I make that up? I have five. You're five. five. Kids, yeah. So I left out the girl. That's you left out the little girl. Yeah, that was as, really as we often do. On that, that was really yeah. sexist of me that yeah. I I remembered how many boys you had. But uh, so, do you feel like your five kids just are way more plugged into all the technology? I and- feel like an old guy because yeah, my kids are, especially the teenage boys are. You know, technology wise, they can just do anything, and yet, but you know, common sense they have they have no common sense. And they're smart kids, so it's not sure, like they're yeah. dopes. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. My son Dominic is getting his driver's license last year, and he's at the uh, at the Department of Motor Vehicles, and you have to take the eye test. Right. And so he sticks his big fat head in the eye machine, <laughs> and then the lady says, read line five. And you know DMV, there's always like 100 people behind you, and they're really impatient. So he's sitting, he's sitting there with, the, with his big fat head in the eye machine, and a minute goes by. And then, like two minutes, and it's like really awkwardly silent in the whole room because everyone's looking at him. Finally, I said, "Dominic, can you read line five? He goes, "Oh yeah, I did like six times already." I said, "Out loud, <laughs> you fucking idiot!" <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Out I already, loud. I already read it. Yeah, like five times. Yeah. So he figured he was like, "I'm doing even better." And then you than wonder what's like going on in his head. It's like a dog. You're going. I wonder what. Like he's thinking, A, D. <laughs> I wonder what we're having for dinner tonight. 
Except <laughs> it looks like a pea. Man, I really like that chicken math class. She's hot. <laughs> L. Oh, my God. Here's another one. Yes. Jumper cables. I got two teenage boys. Don't you just, as a, as a guy, have some kind of innate mechanical sensibility? Sure. With, I would think, especially when right? it comes to jumper cables. That's something that my dad showed me a long time ago. Exactly. How, Thank you, you know, if your well, car doesn't start. Your, yeah, but you, your dad. Did he show you how to use them on the car, or was that? Oh no, else? no, no! On the on the dead woman in the back of my van that I tried to help move oh. when I had the sling. Well, so good Samaritan. Is there another? Is there another way to use jumper cables? There is another way. Oh. And I was trying to explain it to my two boys a couple. Uh, I guess maybe a couple of weeks ago, they called me up, and uh, the the younger one, he, his his battery was dead in his car. He left his lights on. So I said, well, you get your brother, your brother's there, back his car out and put jumper cables on the batteries and, you know, give it like half an hour and it'll start right up. He goes, what are jumper cables? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> so I said, look in the garage. You'll wow. see these things with clamps on the end and one's red and one black. Like, I'm walking them through the whole thing. You know, in the meantime, I'm thinking, I got to get DNA testing because these can't be my fucking kids. <laughs> So I finally walked them through, you know, the red one goes on yeah. positive, the black goes on negative, blah, blah, blah. So this is going on for like an hour, hour and a half. And I'm on the road, so it's not like I can't go and do it. So he's calling calling me back, calling me back. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. It won't start. won't start. Finally, <clears throat> I, I got a friend of mine to go. <laughs> they, had the, they had the cables on over the plastic caps. That, <laughs> right? I go, do you guys do, like, any basic electrical stuff at school or conductivity, or do you have any frigging idea? Do you know, yeah, how, to, so, do you know how to put in a battery? And- exactly. Well, they didn't even, you know, just, just getting up to where the battery was, was yeah. you know. <laughs> that was the small victory. These are honor roll students, man. Sure. You know? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, good that your kids have the book smarts, but uh, I guess I guess maybe there needs to be a camp for, like, common sense smarts. You know? And, you know, if their career is going to be anything like mine has been, they're going to know – they're going to need to know how to jumpstart pieces of shit. <laughs> that's you know, true. Re- well into their 50s. Yeah. That, you know, that's probably why I know what jumper cables <laughs> are because I've, yeah. I've needed a jump more than once. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So exactly. Well, yeah. you know, Carl, I understand. I drove it. down here in a grand marquee with three hundred and ten thousand <laughs> miles on it. Okay, I've got jumper cables in my pocket. Right <laughs> it's now. probably a good idea. Yeah. Now I understand that there was some controversy up there in uh, New Hampshire. It was something Uh-oh. that you were going to talk to Dennis about, but uh, I guess ran out of time. And you know, Dennis, he likes to stay away from controversy. But here on the Black Cats, we dive right into it. So. I have this audio clip, which we'll play in a moment. Uh, is oh, there anything boy. you want to say before we play it, or should we explain it after the fact? This is awkward. This is awkward. I'm not exactly sure how this conversation got out. Yeah. But I know that it, it kind of hit the media in New Hampshire yesterday. Sure. And um, I think it's someone trying to destroy my, my flourishing comedy career. So, by the way, my you know, first my flourishing comedy career of of unknown dates. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm going to announce. I'm going to talk to you about the unannounced dates in a moment. <laughs> uh, so, my first suspicion, uh, you know, big 
big fan of the show, fan of the Black Cast, friend of the show, friend of the Black Cast. Uh, let's look at Mark in New Hampshire for this. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say where we got it from, but you know, he might be out to destroy you. The whole Zontourage thing might just be a front. You know what? This is uh, for the first time uh, since we've known each other. You're actually making sense to me <laughs> because it's... Mark is a cop. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe I don't know. I don't think I know his last name, but we should check and make sure his name isn't Mark Furman. <laughs> you know, we'll just we'll just have to take a look and make sure that we understand. Uh, it. So this, uh, so you're telling me that you actually have this yeah. audio clip in your possession because so, this would be the first time I've heard it. All right, well let's let's listen to it and we'll give you as much time as you need to react. This is allegedly our friend Carl from New Hampshire. Let's listen. Yeah, it's me. Listen, I want you to stop bringing these Italian guys to my comedy gigs. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, putting it up on, in public, on the internet. It's you, not fair. I, I love their all skin. You can fuck them. You can do whatever you want. Stop bringing those Italian guys to my fucking comedy gigs. Look how the cannolis, they're unbelievable. Have you, have you had some of those cannolis? I seen a picture of you with Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funnier than you. You're making me look like an ass. Well, you know, he's no Kevin James, but I think he's okay. I'll be going back with my wife if you're not careful. Well, have you got something for me, like a car or something? I'll get you a car. You stop bringing those fucking garlic eaters to my comedy gigs. Oh. You got it, bitch? Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh well, no wonder. No, no uh, wonder. That was awkward. That that was that was beyond awkward. Yeah, you know, let me first start by saying I'm a happily married man. Yeah, that's a plutonic relationship that I have with that woman. Uh, nothing has ever happened between us. Uh, I give her gifts. We spend time together. We both like country music, and uh, that's really the it, the, the is end. Is there of it. any truth to the rumors that this woman's name is Peaches? So you have talked to Mark. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I just am given information. And, you know, people do come to the Black Cast for hard-hitting reporting like this. Peaches and Cream <laughs> is her full name. And, yes, I call her Peaches. So you're just saying that it's just a misunderstanding and – Yeah, look, I'm not – you know, I've got nothing against Italian guys. Sure. I, I work with a lot of Italian guys. Uh, Some of my best friends I are Italian Nick guys. I love Nick DiPaolo. Yeah. You know? By the way, uh, he, he might be funnier than you. I'm just – I just thought I'd weigh in there. You know? <laughs> Only by about 100 times. Um <laughs> Yeah, and and well, like you like you heard Peach just say, uh, you know, she likes the olive skin. Yeah, well, honestly, though, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> well, good, Donald Sterling, I good guess. Good point. But, you know. Yeah. Well, no, actually, he does. So anyway, well, I'm glad we were able to sort that out. You know, I feel I almost feel like a burden's been lifted off me. Yeah. Now that well, you, you don't know, have that guilt that you're carrying around. And yes, it's almost like a cleansing. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? Cleansing. You know what you've been colon cleanse. You've been That's what I'm looking you've for. been baptized by the truth is what just happened <laughs> on the black cast. And obviously we're still talking to our friend Carl Zahn who who has the website 
Carl from NH.com, and he's just tearing up Twitter every, you know, six to eight months. So you can follow him at Carl from NH. Maybe, uh, maybe give us a retweet when you we can, post you this. You can follow me on Twitter if you can keep up. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, you have talked to Dennis about this a few times, and you just alluded to it a few minutes ago. Talk about how you have these gigs, these sort of like secret <laughs> secret handshake kind of, you're going to be somewhere on this day. No, we're not going to tell you where. And uh, remind us how it works and how often you do these gigs. It's so crazy now. This so this this, this guy that, that books these gigs, and uh, he's a real good cat, and he's been at it a long time, and he's actually uh, I won't say I won't say his name just out of deference, but he's he's involved with Comedy Central, and he's a judge for them, and uh, he does a lot of stuff in comedy. He's been booking shows all over New England and all over the place for years and years and years, and he gets fantastic comedy. You know, he's a great guy to work for. The money's good. The gigs are always good. But he has this habit, I call it a habit. I would say about 50% of the shows that I do for him, I have no idea where they are. Wow. Until like the day before. All right. So you are giving it at least the day before. It's oh, not, yeah. It's I not mean, one of those you show send, up and he'll, they... send, he'll send me an email. I got a couple emails from him today. Can you do it July 9th? <laughs> Can you headline June 12th? I go, sure. I'm open. Okay. And then I won't hear anything, honest to God, until June 11th. Just confirming. Trumbull, Connecticut. <laughs> You'll be at the La Quinta in Shrewsbury. Yeah, I, I find out the day before whether I have an hour drive or a 14-hour drive. <laughs> oh. You know? Am I featuring, headlining, what, you know? And then other times... uh He's like a normal booker where he actually tells you tells you about, about the it, show. And, and you can yeah. promote it, you know, say on the Dennis Miller show or somewhere So like I that. end up putting these dates on my website with a link to his website, okay. which is totally, of course, ridiculous because that's like telling people, yeah, I'm too lazy, so why don't you find out where I'm performing? <laughs> No, if you really want to see me, yeah, you if you really want to see Carl, you'll know. Now, Carl, I uh, every time we've had you on the Blackcast, we always talk about your hotel accommodations the evening before. I understand that last night you did indeed spend the night in New Jersey on the wrong side of the George Washington Bridge. Yes, I did. Now, is this the same establishment where the, I would have expected them to have a picture of you at the register that said, you know, that just has the word shifty written under it? Or did you stay somewhere different? No, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit lately because the last time, let's see, there was the last time I went to that other place where I previously had the altercation with the short man in a thong at three in the morning and I threatened a security guard. Yeah. <laughs> So last time I was down here in October, I went back to that place and they remembered me and it was very unpleasant. Yeah. And it's clear that they don't want me staying there anymore. Uh, then there was the other place where we, when my boys were with me and we went in and the last person's uh, room key was still on the bed and oh, the beds yeah. weren't made. Yeah. That was a good one. That is that a good was one. The night, that was the night my son Mitch slept standing up like a horse. <laughs> and then the next day in studio, he, he sat between me and Dennis and slept. Oh, good. Um, yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, yeah, clearly he was excited to be there. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. And, uh, well, he's kind of a neat freak, so that was traumatic for him. And last night I actually stayed at the uh, uh, Best Western right there on uh, 
Route 4. Really? Route four. I would have expected you to have stayed at the adequate Western. But so you stayed at the best Western. No, the adequate best. Uh, the adequate Western was uh, booked. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The inadequate Western was uh, actually on fire. I was going to stay there, <laughs> but they had it was fully engulfed in flames when I went by. Well, hey, so that, said, is, that is what? inadequate. I'm going to spend the extra seven bucks yeah. and stay at the best Western. And um, I was really itchy this morning. But no, other than that, no reason. Yeah, I'm sure that's just that's just a coincidence. Now, is it in is it on beautiful Route Four? Where yeah. where is this yes. Best Western? Yes, it's on beautiful Route Four. Oh, that's great in in, uh, in New Jersey. And you did know, they promise me, you? Did they promise you a view of the Shell gas station, or did you did you have to pay extra for that? Uh, that that's included. Oh, okay, good. You got the Shell gas <laughs> station, so. Uh, that was actually good for me because I could, you know, look at the Shell station last night, like two or three in the morning. I was I was still up watching Deadliest Catch, <laughs> <laughs> and, and realizing that your life is pretty much just like those. Guys. Realizing what a lonely life, uh, <laughs> lonely, desperate life I actually have, and making plans at the Shell station to uh, to get gas this morning, and then. Uh, I always look forward to going over to the Red Oak Diner in Florida. Oh, yeah, of over course. There on Linwood Avenue, which is, uh, and then I was disappointed. I got there this morning and it's not the Red Oak anymore. What happened? It's Chillers now. They changed it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I like that name, Chillers. No, I don't either because the Red Oak, I don't know if you had ever been there when you, you were a I'd seen Jersey it, boy. yeah. Well, yeah, was, well, please a, let's let's not let's not name call. I grew up near New Jersey, but I, okay. I grew up in well, New York I don't State. Be, I didn't yeah. mean to. That's that's very that that'd be like if I if I said like, oh, so you're from Quincy, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I see what I see what I was doing there, and now yeah. I have to apologize. I didn't mean to subliminally suggest that you were you know from New Jersey, right? Exactly. Yeah. But just uh, four. I'm four miles from the border, but on the right side, on the New York side. That's where you know I what I used to like about the Red Oak uh, years ago, uh, uh, visiting my in-laws and uh, see a lot of guys coming in uh, splattered with blood. You know, getting their coffee. <laughs> right, and, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that was always, that was always I, fun. I wonder me. if those guys are selling campers by any chance, just to tie <laughs> it all back together. So you see? I love the way you bring it back. Oh, please. Like a callback there. <laughs> just that a little was, callback to. God, uh, that, was, that was nice work. Yeah. That, you know, that's what happens when you're a professional and you, you know, do You a, are a professional. And can I just say, because you just kind of jogged a thing in my head, which is you're probably learning now that that's how it works with me. You have to. Shake yeah, my head a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, unlike one of those old Charlie Weaver dolls that almost works. <laughs> almost. Um, but Dennis was uh, singing your praises this morning for, uh, I guess, uh, his uh, two nights out there in California where he taped his. New oh, special when he and, did his special, yeah, yeah. He, did, he said he, the second night, Christian came out and saved the show. You got the crowd all ramped up and got everybody whipped into shape, and uh, uh, he was uh, really thankful for yeah. it. Yeah, so he had a great great second night there he's uh well they were actually both in the same night which probably helped oh was it two shows yeah two shows in the same night so he kind of had and honestly i i think that the first show the only problem with it really was the crowd i thought that the material was good there's probably like a couple of points where if he hadn't felt it went so badly i would have been like oh this joke that joke just make sure you get you get the punchline the way that you're supposed to you know little things like that but he just he just wasn't feeling good about it, so they didn't have back the comedian who did the original warm up, and I didn't really see much of him. I actually have no idea whether or not he was actually funny. I just know it it didn't work for what Dennis wanted, and all he wanted was people to be pumped up. And you know, I've been to enough uh, TV tapings where you know that there's all these little tactics. I've been to enough rock concerts where they say yeah. we want to hear you, and no matter how much noise you make, like. 
you know what, that was okay. But, you know, we really need to hear you. Do you, get, do you guys not want to see this show? Why don't you really try to make noise this time, you there fucking you losers? Well, maybe not that last part. So, uh, you know, I just did a little of that. And, and literally, I did three minutes. And, well, uh, yeah, and, you know, it, he was really singing your praises. And it's funny for someone like me, fledgling uh, comedian, to hear someone like Dennis say he, he was nervous and he didn't think that he had the crowd. And he also, like you said, he didn't like the guy who opened for him or warmed him up. He said... Uh, he, the, he didn't do anything to energize the crowd. He yeah, he kind of didn't hit dish. the stuff. It was like, yeah, so you know this is going to be on TV. Anyway, have you ever noticed on Facebook, you know, it was like that sort of a thing where like yeah. he didn't do, you know, and I was just like, I, w- I wasn't really there to tell jokes. I think I, I made like a, a mildly humorous observation and I was really just there to, to get them energized. And uh, I do actually have a recording of it. And for our black cast listeners, we'll put that in the end of this black cast. If people oh, nice. want to hear me, it's three minutes and 10 seconds of pure unadulterated warm up. <laughs> there's, there's not really comedy there, but uh, people responded to me and uh, you know what? The short of it is like that was a huge honor that he even wanted me to do what I did, which you know, I didn't – I like to pretend that I opened for him. No, no. I warmed up a crowd before he went on. But I'll be able to say that I opened for him and it's it's only like a white lie, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. He was, uh, honest to God, singing your praises in here and, and, and uh, I, can't, I can't wait to uh – I guess he said that DVD is going to be locked well, and loaded it's actually, for June. Or? Yeah, there'll be a DVD later, but it's uh, for a channel called Epics, and it'll, oh, air, it'll air on Epics on June 13th. Oh, nice. So uh, not too long from now. And then the DVD will come out later for people like me to buy? Yeah, to buy, and you know, you can bring it to – you can bring – you can bring like 50 copies of it and have Dennis sign them and say, don't worry, I'm not going to sell any of these. That's what I want to do yeah. next time I come to the studio is bring a big folder of shit for him to sign. You know, like I'm not fucking petrified yeah. enough if, every if, time I if, fucking if you walk could get, in here. If you could get a poster, he, he would love to sign a poster. Maybe if you have a you know an old picture of you and Dennis from one of the times you were there, get that blown up to poster size, have him sign it, and tell him what to write. Tell him uh, to say, okay, to my best friend loved, Carl. He loves that. Yeah, right? no, he, he will, he'll, he'll enjoy it. He would yeah. love to sign a poster that has a, a like a, a cell phone photo of him enlarged. Yeah. yeah. So next time I come to the studio with my poster, yeah. I can probably expect to leave with a silver pen up my ass. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Uh, it'd probably be a sharpie because yeah. I think that's yeah. But no, Christian said you love to sign <laughs> posters, hundreds at a time. Yeah, you're gonna be okay with this, right? Well, anyway, Carl, I do appreciate you uh, spending some time here with us on the Blackcast. Oh, listen, it's an honor to do, uh, I think, what is this, number five? It might be, actually. That's a good question. I I, might be pushing it. It's at least four. This is at least number four. Yeah, I was trying to think. So it's good, and I'm glad you always stay in shitty motels because I always know there's one good topic that we're going to get to. I go out of my way. You know, listen, okay, I'm not going to spend a bunch of money to sleep for three hours that's a great point you know yeah i'm just not now did I you get think- down here go ahead sir i'm wired all i want is is a bed with not too many bugs or insects in it i don't care about food uh shower 
you know, because I I always want to shower in that morning in the morning in that yeah. great Fort Lee public water. Oh yeah, that's st- that stuff's good. It, mm-hmm. it, it it smells like water supposed to. <laughs> it, 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 you know what? It's almost like getting undercoated. <laughs> I feel like after a shower down here, I feel like I'm not going to rust. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely not. You know, I, I had the thought. So we do the show later than we used to. I think this is the first time you've come down for the later show. You were yeah. on at two o'clock today. It used to be. Uh, when did we used to have you on? It used to be uh, like it noon. It used to be ten to ten to one. Yeah, right? ten to one. Yeah, so, like twelve to one. Yeah. So I mean, it's only a couple hours earlier. But did you give any thought to just driving down this morning? I mean, I don't know. Would you have had to you leave at like I, five in the morning? I did, then? but I was talking to Dennis about that because I don't. I used to come to Jersey a lot in New York because had you know family and when the kids were younger and. I just don't like coming down during the day because, like I was telling Dennis, it can be – during the day, it can be a four-hour drive or if someone has a fucking flat tire in Hartford, it can be a 12-hour oh, drive. Yeah. <laughs> and and oh. I, can zip, I can zip down here at night in the wee hours and uh, it's a real nice drive with no traffic and I actually kind of enjoy the downtime. And then uh, going home, I don't really care how long it takes because <laughs> because at the end of the drive you end up. Well, I'll, home. Be, eating, I'll be eating a lot of shit food and drinking. I'll uh-huh. have my that keganator I yeah. bought. Did I tell you about a keganator at an estate sale? I think you did. Yeah, the well, estate I have that, sale. I have that Craigslist. in my trunk now with a tube running into so it goes the right uh, to... passenger compartment. Right. Yeah. So I don't really care how long it takes to get home. No, no, that sounds good. Well, what do you, what are you hoping to eat on the way home? Is there somewhere you like to stop off? Is there is there somewhere for for lobster roll and Mystic Connecticut that you're going to do a little drive by? You for? know what I like lately is those roadside places, and not even the little uh, they've got they've got like a mac and cheese kiosk, <laughs> which is really great. It sounds because, good. Well, you know it's funny because one of the last times I came down, I had the mac and cheese. And then I noticed I had a little leak in my windshield, and I was actually used. I was able to use some of the residual from the bottom of the bowl to caulk my windshield. Oh, perfect! And then they also got like these snack stores. They get I don't know if you've seen this the salami and cheese together. Yeah, sure. Like little snack bites, <laughs> and uh, I like those too because uh, I can use those if I don't eat them all. They work good for like coasters <laughs> under your coffee table. <laughs> right, of course. Doesn't scratch the uh, hardwood floor. Well, good. See, any food that can be multi-purpose is definitely the way to go. Well, Carl, I think that's what you took from that conversation. <laughs> is I'm looking for multi-purpose yeah, e- food. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you once again for uh, being on here and uh, always having uh, so much, so much to talk to us about here on the Black Cast. Well, thank you. It's an honor. And uh, all kidding aside, thanks for everything and for getting me in studio again. Absolutely. Because, uh, I really appreciate you doing that. I know you don't have to do it, and I appreciate that you do do it. And uh, don't forget, I reminded Dennis, too, that you know, if you ever want an opening act that isn't going to suck, <laughs> call so, me, and I promise not to tell anybody where the gig is. Yeah, well, that's true. If Dennis ever wants to do a gig that he can't promote, he should call your friend. <laughs> exactly. Call me. All right. Well, for anybody who wants to know where these dates are, when they are officially announced, Carl from NH.com. And on Twitter, at Carl from NH, I'll make you tweet at some point a link to this so that it'll be some promotion. It, it might help. It might help the career. It might not. But, you know, hey, give it a try. Give it a shot. Hey, thanks a lot. I got to uh, I got to stop and pick up something for peaches while I'm in the city, <laughs> and then I'm going to hit the road. All right. Whatever you do, don't look in the envelope. Whatever it is you're picking up for her, I just have a hunch that you don't want to see what it is. Okay. All right. Thanks again, Carl. That's thanks, our friend. Christian. Carl's on. Carl from New Hampshire. Spider-Man.
It's the same problem. I just want to keep listening to it. Well, special thanks to our friend Carl from New Hampshire. Always good having a nice chat with Carl from New Hampshire. But now it's time for the corner. We are in the Coltrane Corner. And, uh, you know, t- before we start, yeah. real, real quick, when I was young, I used to like Spider-Man more, but because, but when, more than like any of the other superheroes. Because he's awesome, sure, but, you know. And then, but like, since all the movies have come out and everything, sure. Batman is like taken over. Batman, well, especially the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, that's like a tough, like badass Batman, you know, like I really liked the Tim Burton Batman, the first one anyway. I was going to say Michael Keaton was pretty Michael good Keaton as well. was good. But then it's like you have these movies and it's just like, all right, yeah, that guy's that guy knows what's going on. But yes. so but now Batman's Affleck. So, you know, maybe I'm- Spidey <laughs> might notch back up. We don't know. Yeah, we well, don't know. I, I, I have not seen the uh, the Andrew Garfield. Is that yeah, it? that's his name. I have, I have not seen uh, either of those two now, so uh, we'll see if that changes the dynamic. I mean, I saw the Tobey Maguire ones. Two of those were good. And, uh, you know, not they were all right. They were all right. Yeah. But uh, he so was we'll a, He was a better Peter Parker than he was a Spider-Man. He was a great Andrew, Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is great. His Spider-Man is much better than Tobey Maguire's. Okay. All Just right. telling you. No, you know? I mean, this is good to know because and now like, I'll, I'll have his like chemistry a- with Emma Stone's amazing. That's why my wife likes these the most because, you know, she latches on to the, the romance aspect of it. She's fine with all the, the superheroine and all that. But then she's like, I want more scenes of them talking. Really? I don't know. I don't. It's I'm great, not really- though. No, no. I, well, I, I've always kind of think she's pretty good, especially in like Zombieland. Uh, I would say in Superbad, she's really barely in it, you know, right. so that's not really a good judge. But I thought she was good in Zombieland and this movie Easy A she did. And it's funny because we were talking about her recently. Some friends uh, – actually, it was uh, Heather, her sister, and I were talking about how it's so funny because Emma Stone sort of like got all these roles that – would have been Lindsay Lohan roles. Like in, <laughs> in some cases, she would have needed to have been younger. Right. But then there's like there's more recent movies, like the the one that Steve Carell and Julianne Moore were in that had the long name that I forget the name of. You know, there's there, like you're like, oh yeah, those would have been Lindsay Lohan roles unless she was a train wreck. <laughs> so Emma Stone, just a nice dear Lindsay. Thanks for fucking it up for yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's been aces for me. Heart Emma. That's perfect. Well, anyway. So uh, anyway, but I uh, I strongly recommend the uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Okay. And if you don't want to go out to a theater, I, c- I can loan you the Blu-ray of the last Spider-Man movie. Okay. I can I can open up Blatflix. I like I, it. I let Will borrow uh, the Wolverine because he didn't see it for like almost a year. Yep. And I was just like, you know what? I got I got to I got to dust off got to dust off the DVD shelf. There you go. So there you go. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Spider-Man. That's True. the next segment. We got a lot to say about Spider-Man in the next segment. We're here to talk men talk. We're True. here to talk football. Uh it's the draft today. Really? Finally? God. Just They've see- only been talking about it since uh the last draft. Uh, you know, the season was kind of an inconvenience between drafts. I've only been anticipating for this for the last six months, you know, since the Super Bowl. I mean, God, this has taken forever. I am excited for the draft. I do love the NFL draft. It, it's a great time of year. The NFL really screwed up this year in dragging it out. They it's, really, really dragged it out. They have, like... The, it's in May? Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's May because they know what day it is, but it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It. 
this is because you have like a combine TV show. You know, I'm surprised that there's not like a hard knocks wonder wonderlick test. Right. Thank you. That's the second wonderlick <laughs> mention in this podcast. Well, it's funny. The NFL they they want to be a year round brand. They want to just be it, yeah. Well, hey, going play year round then if you want that. Exactly. There's it is okay. To move the draft back to you know early April, sometime yeah. in the end, that's fine. And then you have a little bit of time so people can look into like what's going to happen with their teams, and they'll still be excited about the NFL. There is no real like downtime, so dragging it out is ridiculous. They and there is there has been some talk that they're thinking about actually extending it a little bit further. I hope they don't do that. I hope they just halftime at the Super Bowl. They put the entire draft <laughs> halftime at the Super Bowl be three days. You come back to the venue and then they pick up the second half of the Super Bowl. Look, I'm just trying to help, Roger. Roger, I mean, you need some help. I'm here. I got ideas, brother. Well, I mean, the next thing that's going to happen is they'll like the day after the Super Bowl they'll start the draft and then like every day people will get like teams will get to draft so there's like 237 picks i think in the draft so by you know it'll the draft will take 237 days no big deal they should make it so that basically you have a separate round of the playoffs for the draft <laughs> so your draft position all the teams are in it and the team who wins they get to have an entire first round all to themselves. That would be amazing. This is a great idea. I just came up with that right now. The winner. <laughs> it, it's sort of like the all-star game determining home field advantage. Right. So, like, you just basically – you win the Super Bowl, great. You get 30 – was 32. You get 32 first-round picks. Perfect. And if you, uh, if you come in last, you get no picks ever. Oh, well. You know, because Bummer. it's like they always reward the team with the worst record because they want to make them better. No, you shouldn't have sucked so much if you wanted some picks. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm loving this. This is you know we've definitely I'm got something, something here. We've definitely got something here. <laughs> uh, I so, like the NFL draft for like the first two picks, and then I get bored. It's like because you and I both saw the movie Draft Day, which didn't right. do that well, but I thought it was I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it was good. I agree. And what I said to you is like, imagine if the draft was even like half that exciting. Right. Even that first day is is not even one tenth as exciting as that movie. You Although know? what I what I another thing I've heard is that there are going to be some teams that are gonna have cameras in their draft rooms. All right. So so that's kinda cool actually. See that yeah. I'd be interested in seeing, especially if there's disagreement. I see it's it's a catch twenty two for me. There's like on one hand, yes, I think that's great. On the other hand, what if you're the team that gets hosed? Yeah. And you see like the process going on and at the end of it you see that your team just gave up three first round draft picks and you're like what just happened? So that part of it would suck. But, yeah, if it was someone else, someone else's team, yeah. But wouldn't you like it. to see, all right, so you're the number seven pick. You've got a guy. You've been looking at him for months. you got it all figured out. It's yep. all set. And then the team with the number six pick, take your guy. And right. I know you prepare for those things. But I want to see that reaction of, oh, fuck. Yeah. We got 15 <laughs> minutes now. We got that 15 was, yeah. minutes to figure out what we're going to do. We had three months. Yep. And it shit canned everything. That would be great, especially because in every draft there's there's a shelf. There's so at, at every draft there's like seven guys that that can go like from one to seven, and then like the number eight guy, it's a it's a step down. So that would be the best if you could if you were the team that's sitting in that eighth position, and you know all the seven like real elite players yeah. like just get taken. You're like and there's. Or like you're sitting there right after the six pick, and you're like, "All right, should we, should we make a trade to get that guy?" Or, "Nah, they're not going to take him. They're not going to take him." And then he gets screwed. That would make it amazing. So that would be great. I would love that. But as we are right now, 
The draft is is in full effect finally today, and uh, it's I I get what they did with like trying to expand it for three days. That it's a little bit better because I did used to watch it when it was on ESPN for like the weekend, and it just gets it drags on at a certain point and. Like you said, the first two picks, sure. Like it's cool, and like if you're out tonight and you're, you know, there's a TV on and you're yeah. seeing the updates and you're like, oh, okay, they're about to announce. It's cool to like kind of casually find out, but yeah, after you've watched it for a half an hour and there's only two players taken, you're like, all right, I, I can't, I can't spend that much time with it. But I understand what you're saying. Like the idea of watching it is still kind of exciting, right? You know, there's not, there's some really big names that there's a lot of concern not concerned but you know just sort of people wondering when they're going to get drafted and really the biggest name is probably johnny manzel and i noticed comments from him that it's sort of you know it's it's one of those things like well did he really say it? you don't know but he's basically said according to a report that's posted on nfl.com he does not want to end up in jacksonville he's <laughs> actually like they have the number three pick he he could, but you know he might be lucky to be drafted third. But that's not the point. Right. So what I need to bring our uh, football expert Liev into this: if Johnny Manziel doesn't go to the Jaguars, is it because he knows that that's Tim Tebow's opportunity to get back into the league? No, it's because the owner's a Muslim terrorist. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's right. So All right. there's that. There, I guess he always got that. But what do you think would actually? be the best fit for him what would be a good system as they say where would it be like you know do you have the best chance to develop well I'll, let me ask that question first i almost asked the second one but what do you think about wait what just off the top of your head it doesn't even matter where the positioning is like who do you think like you know this you know cleveland I, that's actually yeah that's, that's, that's who that's i was team. gonna say yeah cleveland's a team they've got they have uh, a stud wide receiver a stud tight end they actually have a good offensive line but he would still be able to make some plays with his feet it's a team that is desperate for a winner. Yeah. They've got good fans, so bringing in someone who's exciting that will make that team exciting right. and worth watching would definitely be helpful. So I, I think Cleveland would be, as far as actually developing and becoming a great quarterback, I think that it could be Cleveland. Yeah. I think where he could come in and just like put like butts in the seats and all that stuff, which I it would be the Cowboys – and I know they've got Romo, and they signed him for that big deal, but Romo. Jerry Jones loves the splash. He loves star power. He loves the splash. Johnny Manziel is the biggest thing in Texas. You bring him to Cowboy Stadium on that Jumbotron, he's going to fill seats. I mean, I know it's Cowboy Stadium, and they always fill seats, but, yeah, but there's that is just, electric. You, you do get the buzz there. Now, do you think that, thinking the same thing, the Texans maybe give up that number one pick so that they can get him a little later? Because, yeah, I, I mean, maybe they think he'll be around at the start of the next round. You think that that would be worth it for the Texans, or they just have so many big problems that... Although maybe then you're more likely to do it, because you're just like... I'm going to go ahead and, and put Johnny Manziel. I'm going to have him suit up because we need somebody to watch these games on TV and come to the stadium. Well, the Texans actually have a good team. Like they, They're a year removed from the playoffs and a year removed from being one of the top teams in the league. So they're, they don't have as many holes to fill as it would seem because they've got the number one pick. I, If I was them, I would take Jadavion Clowney. He is an athletic freak. And you right. pair him alongside J.J. Watt. You're going to have a tremendous defense, and you can bring. They have the first pick in the second round, so if any of those quarterbacks fall, they have it. They have the ammunition. They have, to a, they they have get a safety one. net, so they'll they'll be all right if they do that. And I just think that having a guy like J.J. Watt on the other side, 
he's not going to let Clowney like be lazy. He's going to be like, look, I'm the best player in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, because that's what you have to worry defense. about a guy yeah. like Clowney. And so I mean, he, first of all, his name's Clowney. So you're true. just like, you know, the, all right, the guy's not here to take. <laughs> he's not here to be serious, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I think that I think if I was Houston, I would take him. I would just he's the he is the safest and biggest upside player I think in this year's draft. So if that was me, I would make that move in a second. If you can get a bunch of picks to like to you know to like trade down, then I, then sure do it. Yeah. But if they're sticking with number one, that's who I would take. And like you said, one of those quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, Johnny Manziel, Blake Bortles, whatever. I think one of them's going to fall, so the Texans could move up and yeah. and get one if they actually think that. If that's, that's worth what it. they're really looking for, yeah. yeah. Now we'll move on from the draft in a second. There's so much we could talk about, so we'll just kind of keep it simple. There's sure. a lot. There's this trend that you want to draft one of these elite college quarterbacks. And then have them play immediately. What happened to the days of Aaron Rodgers holding the clipboard for four years? You know, I mean, maybe he was they didn't start him for a year or two too many. But, I mean, look how he turned out. You know, it's yeah. there's something to be said if, you know, like, why doesn't the Patriots, you know, look, I know Tom Brady, he's your guy, but he's, he's not going to be out there forever. Why don't they get somebody great now who's definitely not starting, you know? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This year is one of those – because there's, like, all this confusion about the quarterbacks and yeah. could someone fall – I could see the Patriots sticking at 29 and, you know, one of those guys just happens to fall. I could see them picking him up and being like, look, you fell. You're going to have to sit behind Tom Brady for two years, but then you're going to end up yeah. like having a team ready made to, yeah. to like, and, move forward. And you've got eyes. You should use them. You know, right. watch, watch what Brady does. You're, you think you're not going to learn anything? Yeah, exactly. So, you think you, you think you're pissed because you didn't start from day one? Tom Brady pit was picked 199th, which you'll hear a thousand times today at the draft. But he was picked 199th in the sixth round. So, you know, he was pissed too. And look what he did. He's turned himself into a Hall of Famer. So you can be pissed that you got to sit for two years and turn yourself into a Hall of Famer. It's not going to matter. And that's the other thing about, about people not wanting to, like, wait a year. Yeah. Like you said about Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, it sucked for him. He, he fell to 24. He had to wait behind Brett Favre. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He's paid accordingly, so it's like got yeah. himself a ring. Exactly. It know? took it took him two years to get two yeah. years, more years to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. That first year was a little rough too, but yeah. so what? I mean, it, you need that year. Exactly. You know? And now, like I said, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. People talk about him as an all timer. I'm not sure that he's there yet, but he's he's working his way up. It's not a crazy argument. So it, there's a, there is a logic to waiting a year or two. And you're going to get better. If you have faith in your own abilities, yeah. then, then not worrying about getting paid immediately is fine because you're going to make it up in the end. Well, I definitely agree. It'll be interesting. Next week, we'll kind of look at some of the draft. You know, we won't we won't break it. You know, I'm going to do my mock draft next week after the draft <laughs> comes out. I'm going to tell you where I think everybody's going to go, and we'll break it down a little bit. See how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Now, you and I were talking about a great philosophical question that uh, we needed to incorporate here in Coltrane's Corner. Yes. Who here on the staff of the show do you think would be most helpful as a wingman on the staff? I have my answer, but I want to know what you think. You know, this one is – it's it's sort of tough because on one hand, Liev is – like he's very good at bringing the party together. Like he will bring in a lot of people. Yes. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> All the hoes. You, you, so there's, there's he a does have hoes in different area codes. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So there's a part of it that, that would make it easy to just go with like, all right, Liev's the guy. But at the same time, he doesn't, he doesn't exactly realize that he's sort of – a lot of the times that he brings in all these girls, 
a lot of those girls either have had sex with him or want to. Fuck yeah, I am. All my hoes. So that sort of that sort of puts a damper it on it for everyone else. It might be a bit else. of a turnoff. So it I kind might of, say it's a bit hurtful for like for the rest of uh, for the rest of the people around who might be trying to. You know, you might look at a girl basically and be like, hey, what's Coltrane. Up? You might be hurting Coltrane. Let's just say it. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. It's a little bit less than helpful. All right. So after some careful consideration, I actually believe that the answer to this question is uh, my arch nemesis. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I believe that young agent Starling, in fact, would be the best uh, actual wingman. I'm a little hurt, but I want to know why. Because he is he's he's goofy enough to let like. He can do sort of like goofy fun things that like girls like, but it's like because he's totally locked down, he's got his whole thing with like Nicole and everything. Yeah. It's like he doesn't he doesn't have a filter like that. Like nothing that he does is going to embarrass him. Yes. So he'll do those fun things that will help bring girls in and he's as he has described himself before, he for girls, he's like the gay best friend, but for guys, he's the guy that you know will like you know he can help you, yeah. but he's never gonna like cock block you. He's not gonna cock block you, but what I will my counterpoint to that is he's so handsome. Just by being him, he kind of cock blocks you by like, you know, a girl's just like, Yeah, 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 nice to see you. Talk talk to me more, Will. Tell me more stories about dressing up like Superman and entertaining sick children. You know what I mean? He's too good. So I, I'm nowhere near as handsome as Will. So, you know, not only am I not competition because I have a lovely wife, but I'm really not competition. Even if I was single, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But I don't think that you are the same opener that he is. That That's also is. true. Yeah, Because he's – like I said, there's there is an element of – being able to just walk up to a random girl and say something goofy to her that yeah. even if it's not her that you get, it's like somebody's friend, coming over. Yeah, yeah. Like someone right. will come in so he can like bring that together. That's sort of the element of will that I, I'm saying that makes him a good sort of like wingman in this occasion. I think that he's got that element that sort of brings it together. There's uh you know, it's a good point. And you know what it really illustrates? But all of your explanations tell me one thing. That's why the black cast works together like a team <laughs> because you need the elements of kind of everybody. Yeah. You know, you need me to get Liev away from the girl you're talking to because he's too drunk. Right. You need me to maybe get Will away from the girl you're talking to because he's too handsome. You know, just not saying that Coltrane isn't a good looking guy, but you, well, you know and, what? You need to you need to just cut down the competition. Well, and listen, and you know, like there there are girls that are not in the same like not the same party girls that you're going to meet when you go out with Liev that are like that are looking a little bit more for relationships. I feel like you've got more of those girls around, so that again sort of like helps. So you can. So the girls I know are older, party. is what you're saying. I did not say that. You didn't say it. I'm just I, I'm just stating a fact. I did not say his, it. His All girls that I are his, uh, Liev's girls are <laughs> half the age of the girls that I know. That's what I'm saying right now. Liev's laughing so hard right now because he knows I'm right. <laughs> Well, I, you know, all I'm, like I said, I'm just saying that there's different elements. The girls that you just want to hook up with tonight that are going Those are to Liev's go home girls. with you, girl, that's going to be on Liev's the, side. The, the, girls, the sure the, thing, no expectation. Is that what you want from Liev? I'm just saying that's pretty much what you're going to get from Liev. 
and a girl that you know you might actually want to date, you might actually want to go out with a little more. I feel like that's more in like uh, what what you're going to bring into the party. Like, I might bring, bring that to the party. Of, you can yeah. bring some of those girls in. And as far as uh, young Agent Starling, he's going to bring in the girls who dress up like you know uh, Supergirl or something, which is great, by the Listen, way. Listen, I'm not knocking. If, a, I'm if, just if, saying. if Will's at a party and he brings over the girl dressed like Wonder Woman, where where's the the lose in that scenario? You see what you I'm know? saying? Yeah. So no, exactly. It, it all sort of works out. It all like kind of comes together. That is why we are like the Voltron of this. So it's like, and uh, I'll form the head. You see, exactly. All works out. It all works out. You know, that's a good point. We are, we are a Voltron, <laughs> and when any part parts of us are missing, it's just not as effective, right? But although I guess it worked okay when we were all at Liev's birthday party and he was shit faced out of his mind. We yeah, all had that a good was time. Great. No, but sure. I don't think anybody met girls there. But actually, you would be the only one looking to meet girls. That's so, true. Because I brought my wife and Will brought his friend and his sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was the doctor. He was the doctor. I know. And uh, <laughs> and your mutual friend that you and Bujetsky have was so drunk. Like, this doctor of what? <laughs> you can't just be the doctor. I don't get it. Uh, I, yeah. I don't get it. Right. No, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that part was. And this a, all started crazy. because of a friend of mine who I referenced to Liev and Coltrane. And Liev said, Is she hot? And I said, to Liev, she's 40. And that immediately, he dropped it like it wasn't hot. You know, right. he was just but, like, and, he's like, he's just, ew. And that was it. But see, that's sort of where the whole thing came from. Because yeah. it actually had no, it had nothing to do with her. It had to do with your response. So then it's just I was just like, being honest. I'm just giving no, facts. Listen, you know, man, I dropped a truth bomb like Tracy I, Jordan. I'm not knocking it. Yeah. I'm just saying that's where, I, that's where I came up with the idea for this. Because I thought it actually was kind of funny. Yeah, hey, I was just trying I was just making sure that I presented him with the only piece with of information of he would care about. Sure. It didn't sure. matter beyond that. <laughs> it's like 40 and literally <laughs> literally the girls that maybe he hangs out with right now could be the daughter of the girl right. in question. It's mm-hmm. not impossible mathematically. <laughs> but anyway, so I want to know what our listeners think. Who would you rather have as your wingman out of all of us? You know, we left Dennis out of the equation. Don't you think Dennis would be a good wingman? No. Okay. Just wanted to ask. (laughs) What do you think Dennis would say if I asked him if he thought he would be a good wingman? I think he would agree with me. He would agree with you. He absolutely would. He's like, no, I don't like people. (laughs) He'd be honest about it, though. You know, that's not not a secret. That's not telling tales out of school. He'd say, ah, Sammy, there's another thing. Ah, Sammy. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about uh, you'd had another couple. These are more philosophical questions today. looks like it was a slow day on the Daily Mail, but that's all right. But that just means we'll catch up next week. Well, these these actually all tied together with that that first one. So I just had the one going in, so they all sort of came together. So talk about how women don't understand. And I've, I've had this conversation with girls that I'm friends with. And, you know, now that I'm a married man, I don't mind I occasionally, you know, let girls behind the curtain and tell them some of these secrets. Sure. Women don't understand that their male friends either want to have sex with them or don't find them attractive. Right. Now, I have to say that that's not a universal truth. Right. I think when it comes to single men, it's always a truth because if you're friends with a girl, you're just always keeping the door open. When you're a married man and you have girls who are friends – it's just more like, well, I've just known you for a long time. Right. That That is an entirely different scenario. But with so, the scenario you're talking about, explain right. your case. Because here's the thing. There is uh, a girl who I am friends with um, for many, many years. And we've been talking lately and she 
is coming out of like two bad relationships and she's about to go into another one and she continues to talk to me about how she's got all these male friends and what she doesn't seem to realize and she's like yeah but i don't want to give up any of my friends and blah blah blah, and i'm not gonna like you know give everyone up anyone up for like any of the guys i'm dating and i'm like hey that's great here's what you need to understand that all the men that you are either friends with or have dated understand all of these guys around you want to have sex with you and you know, it's again, it would be getting a little bit inside baseball, but there's several scenarios have ha- have like played out in like the, the last month, which completely have demonstrated it to her exactly what I'm saying. But she still doesn't really seem to grasp it. Yeah, she just sort of she still just sort of, oh, these are like individual examples. And it's like, no, I don't even know any of these people. And I am laying this all out for you, how it's going to play out. And like three days later, she's like, wow, it kind of happened like that. And it's like, of course it did. Because these guys that you are friends with want to have sex with you. And so when they see other co- – when you're single and they see other competition, now they're going to they're, they're going to let it be known sort of that they're into you. Yeah. And they're going to start talking down about every other guy because they don't want you to go out with someone else. They want you to go out right. with Right. And I'll add the caveat a little bit that you know a lot of times these guys in these scenarios, they don't only want to – have sex with these girls like they actually would want to date them and they they're sort of like pining away and in some cases as i've explained to lady friends of mine that you know that they liked you at one point and maybe you even went out on a date once and then you had the conversation with them that we're, it's better if we're just friends and they say great i'm happy with being friends but usually you know, I can't – there's no sweeping generalizations on the black cats, but it's a right. huge preponderance of evidence. The majority of the time, they're not OK with being friends. They just figure they're going to wear you down or you're just going to change your mind. Maybe well, even on a whim, you're going to change your mind. Right. Eventually, there'll be that day that this other guy breaks your heart and they're going to be and the, shoulder to, for you. the shoulder to cry on. And just all of a sudden, you start making out. You trip, fall, land on someone's dick. It's just the it's way all, it happens it, sometimes. Hey, it happens sometimes. But see, here's – going into sort of what you were saying, that, it, that not every one of them wants an necessarily necessarily just have sex some of them want relationships i feel like some of them want the relationship that they think that a girl has with another guy yes so if they see that that you're a girl who like goes and brings your boyfriend like 20 bucks for lunch or like you go and pick him up all the time or you do his laundry and stuff whatever like those things are that you're doing for him they want you to do that for them too and if you decide at a certain point, like, I'm not doing someone else's laundry, like, I'm, yeah. then they're going to get mad at you because they're going to feel like, oh, well, you're willing to do it for this guy, but not for me. So you must love this guy more than you love me. So it turns into a whole thing. It does, yeah. So it, it sounds like it anyway. Yeah. It actually, so I actually feel like for the most part, it is, it's sort of better to just have that understanding that, that all these guys want to have sex with you. Just get it. They do. They think they want to have a relationship with you, but they want the relationship you have with someone else. So it's it doesn't make as much sense to focus on that because they're if you don't live up to what you're doing with someone else, then they're going to get mad at you and it's not going to work. Even if they love you, they adore you, they've been your best friend forever. If you're not doing with them what you did with someone else, they're going to let you know it and their their attitude to you is going to be different. So if you have the understanding and you know, look, this guy Never going to happen. That's fine. And you can keep saying that to him, but you have to understand he's never really going to hear that. So you just got to, you just have to be realistic about what's going on. You have to realize that it's great to have all these guy friends. 
as long as you know that they all want to have sex with you. Or and they might they think they want to have a relationship with you, but they want your relationship at, with at, someone else. At the core of that, they do want to sleep with you. Right. is what it comes down to. And yeah, I think it's good too. I mean, if if you know if you're a woman in this scenario, it's good if you have five guy friends. Know how much one of them wants to be with you to the sure. extent of like, oh, I know this guy. He could be. He could be with a girl that he thinks is the girl of his dreams for seven months, two years. Mm-hmm. And if I say, why don't you come over? He's going to drop her like that. Exactly. So, and they probably know sometimes. And they <laughs> use it to their advantage because they're not going to make that call. Sure. But you can probably get that guy to buy you a new transmission. You can probably get that guy to fix your sink. You can probably get that guy to go car shopping with you just to like kind of help you out and stuff. Yeah, all of those scenarios play out. All of them. All of them. And now, right. and, and the other side of that, just uh, just in fairness, is they might not find you attractive, which doesn't mean you're not attractive. It just means you're not attractive to them. Fair enough. So that if a friendship, if a guy is into a chick and he is just told, like he's just her friend, and he and he makes it known that he will that he won't hook up with her, it doesn't mean she's not attractive. It means he's not attracted to her. Whatever it is. Maybe he doesn't like the guy she's been dating and it's just like, look, I'm not going to follow that guy. Or maybe there's just something about you, like there's just a thing. It's there, if he legitimately isn't into you, it's not that you're not attractive. It's just that he doesn't like something about you and is not attracted to you. So that is the other scenario where it can actually work out. It's because like if a man doesn't want to sleep with a woman, it's like, sure, he can be like great friends with her and it's, it, there won't be that tension there. Yeah. If she wants to be his like a really good friend and he wants to sleep with her and she, you know, she's just sort of like keeping the bullpen open, there there can be tension at certain points. It's a great it's a great metaphor. Just yeah, these girls just they've always got some guys warming up in the bullpen bullpen. Always. Some of them are throwing, some of them are just stretching. A few mm-hmm. of them just took their jacket off. Right. They, they're they're going to start stretching in a moment. It's just, you know, it's always good. It, it sort of – it goes back to the farm system that we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Yep. They're, you know, they're sort of developing. They're keeping this t- – they, they didn't cut anybody from the roster. Right. You know, and sometimes sometimes these people declare themselves – not even free agents. They go and sign with another team, and that's not a that's not a gay allegory. That's they're they're like with a woman, right. and then the, and then sometimes, at least in movies that I've seen, that's probably when the girl's like, "Oh, now I like that guy," right? Because somebody else got him. Oh, what of was course. I thinking? Of course. And the funny thing with this scenario is, I as I've been like talking to to this girl about all this stuff that's going on in her life and her relationships and what have you, at a certain point, she said, "Well." how do I know that that you're not just doing this because you're into me and you just want to like hook up with me? And I said, well, uh, quite honestly, because there's something about you that I just don't like. (laughs) I, and I was very honest about it because I've, I've known her for so long that it's just like, there's no reason to lie. So I just, I explained to her, I'm like, look, you're, I hope you didn't tell her what, what it was you didn't like. Eh, Ish. Uh, yeah, well, at it least was, soften it was, it. Yeah, there's I mean, some things that girls don't want to hear. It's true, and yeah. it was in, it, it was more personality driven than something else. So it's All it's right. not a physical thing. She's she's a cute girl. She's got big boobs. It's great. But I was just like, yeah, look, that you just I'm not I'm I'm just trying to help you out and like help get, me help you. Yeah, I'm trying to help you get the future guy that you're looking for because what you're doing isn't working and. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to sleep with you because that that ship sailed a long time ago. 
So I, I'm I'm just trying to help you with what you're saying right now. Well, this so. ties into the final thought that you wanted to have here. This is the Jerry Springer final thought for Coltrane's Corner. <laughs> uh, talk about this idea of like you're dating someone and realizing that their friend would be better for you. So like you get to know her friend and then you're like, oh, yeah, this girl's okay. But Jesus, that friend of hers is is perfect is the perfect Mrs. future Mrs. X Coltrane. I was going to say, this is the scenario that uh, that has, in fact, played out for me in the past where I started dating this girl and, you know, like, it was fine. Good, You know, she's a good girl and she was, she was fun and all this nice stuff. And I met her friend <clears throat> and it was sort of funny because right away you could just sort of tell that there was a little bit of chemistry there. Like, we didn't even really talk and there was chemistry there. And I was like, huh. And then, like, we, like, randomly, like, different events would come up and we would all be hanging out. And, like, that other girl was there and I was just like – and I could tell that she was feeling it and yeah. she could tell, tell that I was feeling it. But at the same time, there was just no – there was no way to pull the uh, George Costanza switcheroo. There just <laughs> – there was no – Somehow Costanza could really accomplish things that you never would imagine a man who looked like that would be able to – and I know it's a TV listen, show. That's listen, besides the point. The opposite day was the greatest – I'm going to do the opposite of everything I do. Worked out great for him. It was important for him to have hand. <laughs> you know, that was the key. Uh, I'll have to keep this vague because it's about a real friend of mine. Uh, but I do have a friend who lived with a girl at one point. And then the girl's sister was a little down on her luck and moved in with her. <laughs> he now lives with the sister. The two sisters apparently still talk. Wow. Sometimes. Wow. And I feel like the the friend thing, it's a little easier to negotiate. But in a way, obviously, you have to say, well, this is reprehensible that a guy would do this to the other girl. But then when you look at it objectively as a man, you're just like, well, that kind of needs to go in like the bro hall of fame. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's like a coup. You know, that, that's just like... You know, you're trying to get. Let's let's say, all right, you're trying to invade Poland. Sure. And then all of a sudden, Russia surrenders. You're like, what? Yeah. I got Russia out of this. All right. Money. I'm going to Russia. Yeah. Only thing that could make that better is if you were dating one of those, let's say, early forty year old women, and you end up pulling the switcheroo with her like twenty year old daughter. That's you know, we know somebody over better. here that might have tried to do that. Actually, <laughs> somebody who might have. Might have gotten some interest from uh, someone from the uh, the Cougar generation. We all hear the greatest gener- generation. The, uh, a, a lady from the uh, – a woman from the Cougar generation. Yep. And he may have ended up – you know, I'm not going to say any names. No, of course There's not. There's no one that it could possibly be here on the staff. If, I, if I'm not specific, it's like being anonymous. And, and that person <laughs> could have possibly ended up seeing this woman's daughter. I'm just saying that – is an impressive switcheroo. It's an impressive switcheroo. And, you know, maybe there was even, I think I heard that there was a message that was, let's hang out sometime when my mom's not around. <laughs> I don't know, I I don't know who things. you guys are talking about, I, but I, I am intrigued and want to meet this handsome young man. This handsome young man seems like he's able to really pull off all sorts of things, huh? Sounds like a god amongst men. He sure does. All right. Well, speaking of gods among men, I'll be trading out. Our friend Coltrane, he's going to tap out here dur- during this little respite of some more Spider-Man music. And when we return, 
the most handsome nerd in the nerdcast segment. No, the nerd talk segment. It's kind of a whole nerdcast anyway. Nah. Nah, Sammy. There's another thing <laughs> I'm never going to do. Right after this. And welcome to Nerd Talk, the final segment here on the Blackcast. We've already had so much Liev today, we can't possibly have a final thought from Liev. He's uh, finally starting to sound a little better. We don't want him to get sick again, and we don't want to leave anyone with that taste in their mouth. So we'll let you know. We're going to save all the Spider-Man, excuse me, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which has no subtitle. It's just Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I thought they were going to call it something It's not like... The Spidey, the way the web turns, you know, oh. as the web turns, like, well, like, yeah. Back when the first, when the Sam Raimi one came out, they had tolerated the idea of the sequels taking on different like names from the comics. So the first one was just called Spider Man, yeah. And the second one would have been the Amazing Spider Man. The third one would have been the Spectacular Spider Man. And then you could have had Web of Spider Man. Web of Spider Man. You could have had Marvel Tales starring Spider Man. Spider Man's pal, Jonah Jameson. Jameson. I would see that movie. Right. I would he has definitely see Spider Watch. He calls Spider Man. Where is Where is Spider Man? And he shows up. He's a menace. He, he is a menace. <laughs> but before we get to Spidey, let's talk about a movie that you finally watched a year later. Yep. The yep. Wolverine. The Wolverine. I can't believe it took you that long, but it, part of it, like once it was out of theaters, it was kind. Of, well, once it was on Blu-ray, it was on me for not bringing it in. No. Well, I promised to bring you John Carter, like for I don't know, probably two years. Yeah, but you need to see the Wolverine. That's true. Before I'm glad I saw it before. Yeah. John Carter two. There's a little time I can wait before I before Maybe John Carter forever. two. You might be probably forever. forever yeah. Which is sad. I know because you liked it, and that's why I want to see it. I'm like, well, I want to. Okay, I I'll bring see. it tomorrow. Well, I won't watch it this weekend, so you don't need to bring it to me. You can, Screw you, then. I got, I got too much going on. So talk. let's talk about The Wolverine. Let's talk about a movie from last July, and yeah. here it is in May. Ten months ago, The Wolverine. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk about it. You're like, oh, I didn't see it yet. <laughs> okay, well, let's, 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 do it, let's do it when you see it. Yeah, I know. You saw Man of Steel 10,000 times. You had to watch... Uh, all classic Doctor Who episodes. You were really you were you had a lot on I your did. plate at that point. On. There was a lot going on, but now you got to see the Wolverine. And what did you think of him? Uh, I really liked it. Actually, it I thought it was good. Significantly better than the other Wolverine. Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine is terrible, and then also significantly better than X Men Three. Yes, I agree. I concur on both of those points. It's much better than both of those. I think I like First Class. I mean, they're not really comparable. Yeah, First Wolverine Class is a lot there. different, but but I enjoyed it. I thought the Wolverine was good. I didn't love the ending of it, which I won't get too into because I know people haven't seen it. Dot dot dot. I Shame know my wife. I know my wife listens and she hasn't seen it yet. Basically, she, you. Hey, okay. I can't make her. You see- own that movie. And I know it, and she hasn't seen it. She hasn't. She seen lives it. at that house. She lives at that. You know what? She hasn't seen X Men First Class yet. I need to make her watch it before DOFP. What? The f- what? Hey, Heather. There. You go ahead. You Are you listening her. to me? She is listening to you. I'm not married to Christian. Okay, I know it took me 10 months to see it, but he had to bring it. What are you doing? <laughs> she's working. She's, she's busy being she, famous, I guess. She is busy being famous. She's too big to watch movies with me. Now right that now. that came out, she's like, I'm, I'm so done with you guys. She's not going to go see any more superhero movies. Not true. I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 with her. Okay, well, at least I saw, saw that. that was my second viewing, and we'll talk. See, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I, I did just mention it. I haven't really said anything. I hated the font in the credits. Oh, my God. No, that's actually not true. The font is <laughs> so fine. They've never changed it. They, I know, exactly. Since the original Since the ones, original. Like the it's like, yeah, yeah, please, don't, don't mess with it. It's like the Sony PlayStation uh, So anyway, I like 
like the Wolverine. There, I don't love the ending, and that's the real ending that's actually in the movie. I'm not crazy about it. It like turns into a different movie. I, I I've said this ever since I saw it. He gets on that motorcycle and he rides into a different movie, which is still okay. It's yeah. still there's still some pretty good stuff in it. I just don't like that second movie he rides into. It was fairly much. grounded. Yeah, and then I knew that that thing. It's like, basically what they did is they took the Chris Claremont, uh, Frank Miller stories for the first you know the first three quarters of the movie, right? And then the last of it is I don't know what that is, and I, that, and I don't that... love the I don't know what that is. I knew that that was going to show up because I'd seen it in the trailer. Yes. Um, so I it had been building. So I was like, well, I know that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And everybody had told me like, oh, once it gets the ending, it's kind of weird. So I just like knew pretty much everything yeah. that was going to happen in terms of how it ended. Well, that's different because I didn't really know what's going to happen. Okay. And I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay. But then there's the alternate ending on the Blu-ray. Love that alternate ending. Well, that why don't you put on? Why don't you put on? Why put don't you put on, on that suit? The fucking costume. Now. I, we've we've disagreed vehemently on this. I don't love that costume. I like his brown costume much better. But the old that, Padres uniform, yeah, the brown exactly. and mustard, yeah, yellow. the brown and mustard <laughs> Wolverine '84 World Series against uh, you know the yeah. I love that uniform. Yeah, because well, first of all, that's what he wore when I was reading the comics. He right. switched back to it later, like. I think 91-ish. Basically, Jim Lee wanted to draw that costume. Uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll use it. Right. That's basically – that's actually exactly what happened. That's like how Jim Lee got to be like, oh, so Captain Britain's brother uh, – Captain Britain's sister, I feel like she should be Asian. So she's Asian mm. now. Yeah. Okay. Great. And and who can imagine why Chris Claremont didn't want to write that fucking comic book after 17 years of writing it <laughs> yeah. when when those decisions get to be made without him. But anyway, that's besides the point. So – but to see that costume on screen would be great. And I know that they need them to look a little bit cooler than the comic books and the cartoons. But to see Wolverine even with that, even the idea that we could see him in that someday, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, and I thought even the, the glimpse that you get in the little suitcase or whatever. Yeah. I'm not – it's been a year, guys. No, no, no. It's all right. Um, I mean we're already saying that that costume right. is in there, so it doesn't matter. It, they did a good job. It's like I feel bad for that designer who like probably spent a lot of hours like Possibly making sure – Possibly months. It, I, you know, it could – it could. it's probably – definitely weeks. Right. Making, making sure that it actually you know looked right. That – and either the brown and yellow or the blue, yellow, black, whatever yeah, it is. whatever. Both of them, if you did them the way they look in the comics in real life, would look so silly. They Everyone would. would laugh. Yeah. So they did – I thought they did a good job and I was like, I just – Put it on. I want. I just want to see what it looks like. Just take a photo. Hugh, Hugh Jackman, didn't you want to see how that fit? He said, he's like, the next Wolverine movie is probably my last one. That's all right. Somebody else Somebody is going to so I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, people, I will put on the cost. People, I said people. People, I, I know there's a lot of Wolverines out there. I'm going to put on the costume. <laughs> Let's turn into like a little Bill, bit of Cosby. The Wolverine the costume. The brown and, and yellow. And Camille will be dressed as Marvel Girl. Yeah. Pudding. Anyway, I liked yeah. it. And it was probably good for you to watch it when you did, which was just earlier this week. Right before Because the now, movie. Days of Future Past, it's coming. Yeah, they've got their little connection at the end. Exactly. And, yeah. Which will be interesting to see because there's a whole like future aspect of it. Right, because that was present day. Yeah. Like so it'll trailers, be interesting to see yeah. how it all works out. But I think that the next The Wolverine movie is going to take place before that scene because I think there's there's a lot of adventures that uh, he can go on. That's it's true. It, you know, he's on that plane and it's like, where are we going? You know? true. So it's, it's interesting. And we'll talk much more about Days of Future Past because we've been talking about it since this – 
podcast started. But what I will say about it is that there's already been some screenings and we weren't invited, no. which is which hurts. What the heck? But the people who saw it, they're raving about it. Like they yeah. say, like, oh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Oh, you loved it? Okay, go ahead. Talk about it. Right. So it's great. It just gets me more excited about it. it. It might be the best X-Men movie. I, great. I welcome the best X-Men movie. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. And no one's saying that Star Wars Episode Seven will be the best Star Wars movie, but I, I, you and I are both hopeful that it'll be good. We want it to be good. They haven't shot anything yet, so they it's haven't okay. shot anything. You know, they did the they did the cast read through. Yeah, great. Yeah, why didn't why didn't we get to hear that? You know, you know what's awesome? I liked. I always imagined like in read throughs, people like doing their really cliche over the top voices. So I hope whoever plays the bad guys was like, ha, 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 ha. I, I think it depends on the director because I've been in TV read-throughs where it's you're actually like acting while right. you're reading. Right. But yeah, so it's not always uh, it's not always like that. But uh, that yeah, I would definitely want that. And, Only because and like, uh, if, if you're Darth somebody and yeah. your voice is distorted, right. you should have that in front of you. Only because I know there's no other time to work it in. Yeah. Uh, when they do Doctor Who read-throughs. Okay. <laughs> and they have Daleks. The guy who does the voice of the Daleks brings his little machine. Oh, he does? And he does the whole voice. That's actually pretty cool. That's yeah, cool. Anyways. I, you feel like that guy goes everywhere with that machine? Probably. Let me on this plane! I need a table! <laughs> away from the kitchen! Table for two! Yeah. It'd be great. Wow. Good for that guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so there's a chance that this movie might be called The Ancient Fear. All right, well, that's my yeah. first thing where I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. The ancient fear. The ancient fear. That sounds like the Phantom Menace. That's all I'm going to say. I'm mm. just going to say it doesn't sound enough like The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Doesn't the Phantom Menace sound like, it literally sounds like you should just say the vague bad guy. Yeah, exactly. The Phantom Menace. You're like, okay, what? The vagaries of life. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> it is a time of, oh, man. It's a time and of you know, yeah, exactly. Meanwhile on uh, ep- Alderaan. Ep- episode eight. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> that's that's probably what they're going for next. But anyway, it's easy it's easy to be excited about that. But you know, what is exciting is that Fox full season pickup for Gotham. That Gotham yeah. trailer's great. Looks good. I, I like a lot of the casting in it. I like where they tell you, you know, before Penguin, before Batman, I mean right. he's a little boy, so right. the show's gonna need to be on for probably 20 years if we want to see him as Unless Batman. they can do a uh, fast forward. Oh, don't get, don't get carried away there. And that. it's cool. I So you talk a little bit about it because, of course, I have to pick out the one thing that I didn't like about it. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going – I'm saying first I thought it looked really cool. I'm actually looking forward to that show. Yeah. I think Ben McKenzie, you know, yeah, he's a kid from the OC, but he's – he uh, hey, he got his bones on uh, on the, uh, the the cop show, the the L.A. based cop show, Southland. Yeah, Southland. Like, yeah, Southland. Hey, Southland. Southland. Uh, yeah, but anyway, say what you thought about that. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Like I said jokingly, but I was half serious. I kept waiting for Batman to show up. Sure, you yeah, just feel you that naturally. It. You're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the bat. Oh wait, no, he's a he's a baby. My bad. <laughs> but it. Uh, I think it'll be cool. I'm very excited that Harvey Bullock is a main character because I, like I said, I always loved him in the animated series. And Donald Logue will be great as he him. He is going to be great. I'm looking forward to Ben McKenzie growing into his mustache. I don't think he's earned that mustache yet. No, no, no. He, it's going to take point. a while. Yeah. yeah. And when you see, like, you know, season three, you'll see, like, the, the teaser trailer for season three before it premieres. Right. You'll be like, oh, my God, he's got the mustache. And you know year. what's going to happen? What's going to happen? At the end of, like, season two when he's all weary and stuff, and he's going to look like he has, like, a little mustache, and, and he's going to be all tired, and his girlfriend or whoever the love interest will be. Yeah. Oh, you haven't shaved in a long time. He's like, oh, sorry. And she goes, no. 
it looks good on you. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> that's how that always goes in shows, yeah, doesn't true. it? Always, it's always. always like the yeah, no, 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 don't change it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're growing like, more at, into the at way some you look point. In the we've never gotten the Wolverine story about how he has that stupid hair. At right? some point, at it. some point, you'll find out how he gets it the first time, and it'll it'll be somebody, you know, Silver Fox or somebody big. Like, no, 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 I like it. Yeah, leave it, leave it. That's good. The origin of I things like how that it don't sticks matter. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, sometimes, but that's a lot of like the Easter eggs and stuff for the Uber nerds out there. Is always right. that little stuff. You know, the 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 Hannibal TV show kind of thrives on a lot of those little things that you really have to know the characters. Yeah, be like oh snap, oh, that's sh- who that is. But all right, so I'm going to talk about the thing I didn't like in the Gotham trailer. I'm I'm into it. It's like before the Penguin, before this, before that, and then it's like before Catwoman. It's a little girl, and then I'm like, wah wah, not excited, <laughs> little girl that's going to grow up and be Selena Kyle's her name. Yeah, I don't know. There's there was something about it. I think it's because of what she had on the goggles. She, yeah, I was just like, Mm-mm. that's I, fairly I, current like design. Of yeah, Catwoman. that's that's like Anne Hathaway design, right? No, comics wise, she's well, had yeah, those goggles. Right, for right, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's just like I'm like, all right, I get it. But I was just like, man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if if young Bruce is going to be in it a lot, I guess it's all right. But shouldn't they know. not know each other as children? I, I don't, guess. I don't want to get that bogged down into those things. But I, I, it just, I was just like, I don't know about little girl Catwoman. Right. But you know what? Maybe she's going to be a great character. Right. I, I don't know. So, I'm happy that it's on Fox. Like I like Arrow, and I'm looking forward. No, to No, no. If it was on the CW, but I'm it, happy it, to it see would, like Fox does crime shows pretty well. Yeah, and I'll be because CW has a, a specific like audience, like so they've done a good job at balancing the comic book stuff, but they have to service the like girls who are like, oh, he's yeah. so hot with his shirt off. Yeah, and they're no, romance, no, it, and they're always was, in love. But yeah, not if it was love. on CW, it would be Gotham nine hundred two one zero. Right, that's exactly what it would be. Yes. You know, and they would probably lose. Well, it definitely wouldn't have the edge that Gotham City needs. You know, you can you can have a Smallville, you can have an Arrow, right. you can probably have the Flash be reasonably true to form. You know, it's like it's like how. All right, so it's part of the. I, I actually don't know who owns the options on the Punisher. It's sort of more of a hypothetical, but you know, Disney slash ABC owns a lot of Marvel stuff. Right. Well, if you developed a Punisher TV show, you weren't going to put it on ABC Family. You no. know. Unless it was going to be the the whole series was going to be the team up of the Punisher and Archie, Archie and the Punisher, yeah. Yeah. Archie and the Punisher. Hey, Punisher, you're my prom. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of what There's it was. A bad guys here. Uh, and since the last time that we talked about all this stuff, we've actually found out that uh, that. Zack Snyder's going to direct the Justice League yeah. after Batman, Space Bar, Superman. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I, I, you know, we've talked a lot about how we're not excited to find out about movies that are going to come out in five years. But yeah. it's good to know the plans. Like at this level, it's all right. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this next. I'm right. like, all right, great. Don't start teasing us with like pictures of like designs and stuff. Yeah. Like shoot the next one that we're not going to see for two years. <laughs> and then you can start telling us stuff. Well, about, they're shooting like, them back to back. And okay. so you're going to start seeing, I think at some point things will bleed over because scheduling okay. wise, I'm sure well, that makes sense. some yeah. scenes. But um, it's fine. Even Liev and I were talking. He just finally watched Man of Steel the other day. He did. Almost a year later. So it's okay. Yeah, I didn't watch Wolverine. He didn't watch... Okay. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yeah, please. Um, I I always have to remain like optimistic for as long as is humanly possible. Optimistic Prime? <sighs> yes. terrible. I that can't believe... Ble- no, no, I can't believe I said that out loud. Just I'm going to write that down. I just fuck, please do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a great Twitter account? Like all these like feel-good like positivity quotes from... Op- Optimistic Prime? Optimistic Prime. I'm going to see if I can get that Twitter before we post this podcast so that I can steal... You can do anything (laughs) you put your mind to. Stan Witwicky. (laughs) Spike. 
Um, but I, yeah, I want so yeah, I'm cool with Batman Superman and stuff. Like I said, it would have been nice to have a Superman sequel on his own. I I do feel like they rushed it, but whatever. It's that's not happening, right? Yeah, you know, and the, the standalone Superman movie starring our friend Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Like, right. She'll be in Batman Superman's Superman. girlfriend Lois Lane. What did I say? No, I meant the comic book series. Then she can have the movie called Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. Could we get a Jimmy Olsen movie? Superman, do you think? Kyle Jimmy Olsen? Yeah. Why have if we never had? Him, he's why have we never? Had, why have we never had a Jimmy Olsen movie? I don't know. The guy, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the the Christopher Reeve ones, I like that guy. I would yeah. have watched. Well, you know, maybe I would have watched a half hour pilot with him. Maybe I wouldn't watch the whole movie. Jimmy Jimmy I Olsen the show. Yeah, I would have watched the that show. That would have been that one season show that had like a crazy fan base, but yeah. like then. Nobody else, li- oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Like the X Files spinoff, The Lone Gunman. You know, was that a real that show? Was, that's a real show. There you go. Their characters on the X Files. <laughs> they had a show for a year. Anyway, uh, yeah. so yeah, a lot of excitement out there, and I'm only going to give you one minute to talk about this because I'm not excited about this at Ugh. all. The Power Rangers live action movie. Oh, this is this is a good deal for you. Not really. I'm okay. just joking when I say. I, I but couldn't tell because I know it's you're in the age range where it you was could mine. really like it. That was yeah. mine. I first started getting into Power Rangers, the original, like on America, the Mighty Morphin. Yes, yeah. the, the OG, the OG Generation Power. One. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, right? I was five years old. That, however old that makes some people feel. And they were awesome. The original design, like I love that stuff, and the Zords come together. I mean, it was all Japanese footage, and then yeah, reshot the out of costume scenes with American actors. But the Megazord, I mean, it was like Voltron, essentially. Yeah, that's what I realized, the little bits that I would see of it. I think my sister didn't watch it closely, but it would be on sometimes. And I'm like, I feel this definitely has a Voltron feel. Yeah. So I thought it was cool as a kid, and then they changed it to what was called Power Rangers Turbo, which is like, they changed a bunch of the characters and all this stuff. And I was like, fuck this show. Even at like like age seven. Even at age seven, you said, fuck this show. I said that. Out wow. loud. You probably no. got, well, that's I a good way to get your mouth washed out with soap, young man. I had that happen to me once. I also had that happen to me only once, though. So yeah. there you go. And then, you know what? I remember that what I said wasn't even that bad. I kept I saying butthead, any... and that deserved it for me. As in Beavis End? Yep. <sighs> but I will say this. If they do make a Power Rangers reboot movie, yeah. live action, I would t- totally be in that movie. If you'd be like, but you could be typecast as a Power Ranger for the rest of your career. You'd be like, I'm all right. You know what? Let's do this. It's morphing. Like, it's fine. morphing time. It's it, career morphing it, time. It, it, that would be that would be a big career morph. <laughs> Just to wear the suit, right? Exactly. All right. Well, so that brings us to the end of the the everyone the everyone friendly the spoiler free segment here of the Blackcast. This would be the time to turn it off if you. Well, if you don't care about Spider-Man, then why would you even have been listening these last few minutes? Because you probably don't care about this other stuff either. Yeah. But. You know, there's somebody listening right now that maybe doesn't want Amazing Spider-Man Two ruined for them. So at that point, you might, if you're that person, why don't you why don't you just click off and we'll see you next week. Yeah. But for the rest of us, here we are talking about the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which made a boatload of money because of course it did. It made like ninety two million dollars because it's Spidey. Hey, Spidey, how you yeah. doing? So. It uh, it was uh, wildly successful, and we're going to talk a lot about it in terms of spoilers and things that happen that you might not want to know. So you shouldn't even be hearing this because I've already warned you. At this point, anything you hear should not be heard by people that don't want to know. Anyway, I feel like I really covered yeah, myself on that. Was that. A good, like, hey, it's important long. though. You need to do it that is. on stuff. The, the way you know, God forbid, somebody skips ahead because they don't want to hear you talk about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and they skip four minutes. First of all, no one would do that. No one should do that. Right? Yeah, that's disrespectful to you and the Power <laughs> and Rangers. and the Power Rangers. Think about think about how Amy Jo Johnson feels if you do. Yeah, that. Yeah, right. Exactly. She she sheds a tear. Love her. 
So anyway, I'm going to talk about Spider-Man and then I'll ask you about it. So for me, I thought it was great. I thought that it was everything that I want in a movie, period. Not mm. just a comic book movie, not a summer blockbuster. It's It's got laughs. I need that. I need my laughs. And we've talked a lot about how Andrew Garfield is a much better Spider-Man than I think Tony Maguire, Tobey Maguire was. Tony Maguire. Tony Maguire. Hey, Tony hey! Maguire. Jer- than, than Jerry Maguire was. <laughs> no, I think that his Spider-Man is much funnier. He's a better Spider-Man. I did like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Maybe better. It's hard to say. But I, I, my feeling and my gut is that I like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker better. But I do like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man much better. And because he's funnier, you know, and that's what we need him to be. I mean, for God's sake, he has a mask on. You can dub in any jokes you want. Right. So make him funny. And I think they did a good job of that. Uh, the big concern was that there's going to be three villains. I think that they did a good job separating the villains. And our friend Rob Lorch, he, uh, I guess he stayed up late that Thursday night that it came out. And he said something about how I can't believe I stayed up to see a reject from The Walking Dead, which is what I assume the Green Goblet, and <laughs> Ed 209, which, by the way, I love the Ed 209 reference. Uh, that would be the rhino. But at the same time, do you want him to be wearing the green mask and flying around and throwing the pumpkin bombs? Do you want him to have the rhino suit that he looks like a rhino and he has the big horn? Maybe you do. I'm okay without it. I'm okay with the choices. Is it Are these the designs that I would have been like, yes, this is perfect? No, but I'm also okay with it. So I think that they kept the main villain separate. And really the villain in the movie was Electro. And I thought that Jamie Foxx was great. My favorite scenes are before he becomes Electro, though, when he's like at the at his apartment. And he's like, oh, my God, Spider-Man, you knew it was my birthday. You got me a cake? You know, it's the little things that people don't see. But I loved that. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie because okay. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, I know what's going to happen to him, but I like him now, you right. know. And it's just a little touch like that that can make a villain sympathetic, you know. He's angry. Yeah. You can see why he's angry, but he was a good guy at heart. And I loved how much he loved uh, Spider-Man. He probably liked Superman too, but I'm talking about Spider-Man here. How much he loved Spider-Man. So I liked that. I thought that that was great. I liked all of it. Uh, I I thought that they kept it separate. Uh, I read something where someone was very critical of, oh, so Peter and Harry Osborn are friends just because you say so? I'm like, well, kind of, yeah, that's how it works. You don't spend every day with him for his life, you know, his 18 years or I don't know how old he is by the time the movie ends. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, maybe he did have friends before that movie when he was a little kid. He had like 16 years worth of life. Yeah, before he had the plenty first of life Spider-Man. before so you came and watched his movie. going on. Yeah. Stuff happened. He knew people before that. Right. So, yes, because they tell you that they're friends, they were friends, very clearly that they lost touch. Right. And then they're like, all right, they, they're friendly enough, you know, friendly enough to ask him for some spider blood. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. fine. You know, I, I barely know Andrew Garfield, but if he had Spider-Man blood, I would ask him for some. Uh-huh. And by I barely know him, I mean I've never met him. But I, I would still ask him for Spider-Man blood if he has it. Yeah. If he doesn't have it, it's fine. But if he does, I'm just saying he's got radioactive blood. That's right there in the song. Anyway, so there's all of that, all of those positives. And then there's a there's a big story point that we'll address separately in a moment. But I want to get your thought. I know you didn't like it that much. And I want to know first what you did like. Yes. I'd like to hear what you did like. Uh, overall, yes. I was entertained and had fun. Right. So which is what you want from the movies, by the way. You should have that. So yeah. I didn't leave the theater really pissed off. Yeah. Um, so it was loved- an X-Men Origins. Right. Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which you kind of just want to leave the theater halfway through. Um, I liked all the Spider-Man bits. Anything yeah. that Spider-Man was in sure. was awesome. 
The web slinging was really well done. Especially really, like opening they, web slinging They just get better and better every time. It was really cool. Yeah. His chemistry with uh, Emma Stone is really great. My wife's um, favorite thing about the franchise, yes. Same as Nicole's. Yeah. Uh, I like his sense of humor. I do think he's a better, he's a much, much better Spider-Man. Yeah. I think he's fine as Peter Parker. I don't know. I don't. No, he's fine as Peter Parker. I just thought Tobey Maguire was kind of, he had the right look and, right. you know, everything. Well, he's and with angsty. Andrew, and with Andrew Garfield, sort of he, yeah, and with Andrew Garfield, he's working really hard to not sound British. Right. And they kind of give him an accent that maybe he doesn't need but right. i mean that's that's a minor thing but he just comes off a little differently you yeah, know yeah. but I, I mean he's a, he's a he's a great peter parker but anyway go ahead but there, yeah but so laughs you know aunt may there was a really great scene with aunt may that was really wonderful yeah um, i thought aunt may was good in this um, yeah so sort of the emotion there but um overall my I guess, wife was very emotional in that scene with aunt may by okay. the way I, I, I don't want to give away how emotional she was because that's private between us but she uh, that really got to her that wow. scene yeah and i mean it was great i'm not i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you know being moved by that i thought it was really well done yeah sally field's great and she's great as aunt may i i like her as aunt may um but I, since we're talking about aunt may i'm going to talk about something that i don't like I feel like they're setting up one of my least favorite things that they've probably ever done with the character of Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure she knows he's Spider-Man. Yeah. There's lots of little touches. To. Even in the first one, which I rewatched, yes. you could kind of tell. Right. But considering he just leaves his costume there in the closet all the time yeah. and you know he did wash it in the washing machine. Okay. Yeah. So she probably knows. And there's like a lot of hints, a lot of like, too bad that spider guy's not around. Wink, right. wink. Right. That's just sort of one of my least favorite things that they did. I had stopped reading comics, but I knew that Amazing Spider-Man 400 was out, and I was in the store, and I was flipping through it, and I read, and there's a panel, uh, you know, spoiler alert for a comic from 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Aunt May dies yep. in Amazing Spider-Man 400, and she before she dies, she says, Peter, I always knew you were Spider-Man, and out loud, I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was embarrassed. You dummy! Yeah, you fortunately, never knew. it wasn't in a comic book store because I, you know, it was like a, a, a just like a supermarket that. Had it's okay. Comic I'm books. sure some other fan, like nerd fan, did that for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. They went to the store and they opened it up and they were like, "This is stupid." Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, "No, she didn't." Right. I don't like. The, I don't like the idea that she knows. Anyway, so that bothers me just a little. Okay. But from a logical standpoint, yeah, she should know. She should. I get it. She yeah. should know, but. I just feel like that's not what I want. That character. It's not what I want from Aunt May. Right. I don't. I want her to just not realize that that's what's going on. But yeah, yeah I mean, if the the timing and the fact that her her son slash nephew comes home, you know, with his face beat in the same day that there's a major battle yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah, she. It's not that hard to figure out. Right. Aunt May's not. This Aunt May's not as old as the Aunt May in the comic books. Yeah. That Aunt May God, was, she was really like, old, decrepit for all of his history. Yeah. She was always like, oh. Peter, yeah, like the Aunt May, the Aunt May in the the Sam Raimi movies. That's Aunt May right. from the comics. Right, they went younger, which is a good choice. Yes, because you know Sally Field could play this role for twenty more years. Right, Spider Man could change, but you know what? You can still have her. Keep Aunt May. But anyway, so, so yeah. that's like a minor gripe that I, I'm airing because if someone's listening to this. You know, past the two-hour mark here on the Blackcast, <laughs> they're they're into Spider-Man enough that they they care about these kind of things. But what what so didn't you like? I had you've got a minor gripe. I had a couple of major gripes. Fair enough. I, I thought it was way too busy. There was mm-hmm. so much. I know you said all the villains worked for you, but they well didn't, they kept them separate enough. I, I felt like that they kept worked. them separate. Yeah, but be, just because they were separate for me, right. didn't, it didn't 
all meshed together. It sure. was like Electro was clearly the main, just like Spider-Man 3, it reminded me of that a little bit. It yeah. wasn't as disappointing. But it was like Sandman was clearly the main villain. And yes. then they were like, shit, we have to plug Venom in. Yeah. And it felt like that with the Green Goblin. They were like, oh, we have to do all this. Like, if you remove that, the movie would be like a good half hour shorter. Yeah, and I feel like that could have been your third movie. You right. could introduce well, Harry in this movie. Been. And he's, you know, the Green Goblin stuff happens in the next one. Yeah. That, you could definitely do all of that. I think, and we talk about this just in terms of Marvel and DC in general. I I think the studio got in the way, again, um, because they're trying this whole Spider-Verse thing. But yeah, because they want to have a Sinister Six movie. They want to have a Venom right. movie. But I they mean, don't wanna... they didn't even take a step towards Venom here. But clearly, you see all that stuff at Oscorp. There was where, a small thing know. I noticed. I don't know if it was a real Venom thing, but on the when Harry pulls up this little screen thing, this has Venom something something. Oh, I actually didn't know. I've seen it twice and I didn't even realize that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. it probably is. Um, Because that's like a sort of later, like, retcon Spidey that, like, his dad developed. Like, that that Venom isn't from, like, an alien, uh, like, a different universe or whatever. Right, right. It's like, it it is an experiment Uh, somewhere in there. So that's probably what that is. Yeah. And and so I I just wanted to take its time a little bit more because it's like they cleared the Electro storyline and you were like, solid, movie over, bad guy Movie over, yeah. Guess what, guys? Green Goblin's here. And I was like, what's up, bitches? Oh, yeah, Yeah. I forgot about the Green Goblin. Green Goblin. I actually really didn't like Dane DeHaan. I remember I was super excited. See, I really liked him because he was so creepy. And I I, I like James Franco, but James Franco was never creepy enough. But James for Harry Franco Osborne. was a good actor. I thought James yeah, yeah, oh, oh, I agree with that. Was awful. Yeah. I Just didn't think he was not. awful. But when I, he was creepy and got into his yeah. like spoiled rich kid attitude, great. But every but, time but he as was the kind of Goblin. regular, he was like, "Hey, Peter, yeah, it's me, it's Harry. You got." He was almost like Keanu Reeves, and he's like, "I am my father. My father <laughs> died." I am the dude. I, I run this company. So great. Don't yeah. you understand? Yeah. So I was no, just like, oh. that's that's a that's a significant casting concern. Bringing the Rhino background in the end was fine. That wasn't even no. A that busy yeah thing. yeah that that I think really because it works. was like let's get Spider-Man. You kind of need a reason slump. for him. Yeah, exactly. But you it felt it. like they also rushed Gwen's death. Yeah, dropping it. Wait a minute. I was supposed to be the first one. Oh. It's fine. Well, let's rewind it. No, I don't think that they. I it don't think like, that they, they rushed Pete Electro <gasps> Green Goblin yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, oh. what I like about that. And I, you know, I obviously they're so great on screen together, and that's why Heather's upset is because she's like, well, that's kind of what I like best about the movies, right, and right. now they're not going to have it anymore. Sends Nicole. Yeah, so that's the disappointing. I'm glad that they told the story and they weren't afraid to have her die. Right. That part, yes. I, I agree with the choice to do that because, and I'm I'm not here to knock your boy Superman, but what I always say about Superman that I don't like is if that happened to him, if that was Lois, yeah. Superman would fly backwards around the world and save her. And whether that would happen in the comics or not, you know that would happen in a movie because it happened in a movie. Right. And a movie that's otherwise great. And it's just yeah. like, oh, isn't there another way to, to, to fix that in yeah, the story? Yeah, don't kill her. Like, just yeah, don't exactly. Do it. Yeah, if you're going to have someone alive at the end of the movie, don't kill them. And right. Then it's fine. Right. But it's so important for Spider-Man because he's such a tortured guy. His uncle dies because of him. It's right. a little different in, in this incarnation. Yeah. But basically because he didn't stop a guy, his uncle dies. That yeah. part's the same. Yeah. Well, that's his fault. Right. That's an awful thing. And. You know, Captain Stacy, her dad doesn't die because of him, but yeah. it, he was helping him. Well, was, yeah. So that's on him, too. Right. But so then basically two of the only people he's ever loved, his uncle and his girlfriend, yeah. both die because of him. Yep. And you can always argue, and they, they, believe me, I've done enough looking into this online. There's a lot of argument as to how Gwen Stacy dies in the comic books. Right. Does she die from the fall? Does she die from the spider web? 
pulling her back and yeah. snapping. Well, they know, used to her. have that little sound effect. Yeah. It, it, the later reprints don't have the sound effect. Right. The one that I have, which is a reprint from 1980, because the original comics are like, I don't know, $900 or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like Marvel Tales from 1980. I have those two issues. The, the, the crack is still in there. I actually thought they took it. They took it out later. Okay. It was later that they decided to take it out. So – and it, in this movie, she would have hit solid ground. So she would have died either way. Yeah. In the comics, I think Gwen would have gone into the water. I'd have to look at it. I should have – I knew I was going to talk about this. I should have looked. But so either way – so here in the movie, she was dying either way. Yeah. And it's terrible that she dies. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. But it's important that she die. You know, it's almost like how I met your mother. The whole story, it kind of revolves around this girl dies because then he gets to be with the person that maybe he's supposed to have been with all along. Right. Well, for Spider-Man to end up with Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy has to be dead. And very wise that they shot scenes with Mary Jane Watson and took him out. out. Yeah. And even if whatever the reasons they took him out, if they felt like Shailene Woodley wasn't the right fit, which I actually agree. And we'll talk about that at another time because we've talked so much. I feel like there's better choices for the character. Whatever the reason is to not have that in there is great because that would definitely have been too rushed. If I'm I not thought even... it was too busy yeah. uh, as it is. Yeah, just imagine I would have been that. like, oh my God, yeah. what is she doing in here? Yeah, and, and trying to cram as much into it, I, I definitely understand, but there's always the concerns. You know, Mark Webb, he's probably only going to do one more and I think Andrew Garfield maybe does two more. So yeah, I guess I that they know what they want to do in those other movies. They felt like, let's do it here. And yeah, there's a way to kind of streamline it and make things happen quicker, but I really enjoyed it. I've seen it twice. I thought it was great. I yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some flaws with it, but it's 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 not satisfying that Gwen Stacy dies. But I'm glad that they chose they were brave enough to actually do that. You know what's mean of me as I was watching the movie, and I called it from I knew it from the beginning. What's N- that? Nicole was like, I don't think she's going to die in this one. Well, and she, and oh, yeah, I'll let you finish. Yeah, so ahead. she makes her graduation speech, and yeah. I'm like, oh, dead. Yeah. Well, there's there's that. I feeling. was like, wow, if yeah. they can be any more well, on the nose with this. I blame myself for sort of listening to uh, clicking on something and reading something in Entertainment Weekly. Last year, when these set photos yeah. surfaced, I didn't see them. Last year, okay, I saw them like I two weeks before you. I saw the movie. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. Oh yeah, I think I didn't look at them. Right, because I was just like, you sent them to me or something. It was like, one oh. of her like running away yeah, from yeah. the Green Goblin. But and I was like, oh, she's wearing the purple skirt and the boots. She's so and the and the green coat. So she's wearing what she wears in Amazing Spider-Man 121 when she dies. Yep. She. It's not exactly the same, but the colors are the same, and right. the coat is actually like frighteningly similar so yeah it's uh so i'm still holding i was still holding out hope until she actually died though because i was just like you know what maybe they're you know because i think in the first sam raimi one it, it sort of looks like you know well mary jane could die here she's yeah. probably not going to right so you're just like well maybe not but then it's like well then how do you get in a situation where you do kill her later well you, you know, know what they did really well actually was and i knew you know she has to die and stay dead yeah but they because of their relationship well that's and the something way i'm to talk about in a second that i don't like that well, could happen but anyway go ahead the way they played it uh and their relationship and their chemistry when he's like holding her and he's like wake up wake up wake up you are going open your eyes you know what yeah. I mean? you're like she's not dead she's you not dead. And you're like that. yeah no no, no she because that's what happens in movies so it was good they in movies treat- her eyes open there, right and instead uh blood comes out of her nose yeah and you're like that's awful that was so but terrible. that's, like, that's so brutal sick. yeah but you're like his girlfriend but it's this. so effective because right. that's what they that's what they needed now a storyline that they need not ever tell that i really hope doesn't happen because it's terrible 
is the Gwen Stacy Peter Parker clone storyline. There are clones of Gwen Stacy. There are multiple clones out there of uh-huh. Gwen Stacy, apparently. Right. And I don't ever want to see one of them in a movie. They won't. I don't think they're going uh, to. There's you never way know. too much material to I understand. First. I just don't want them to do it. You know, Emma Stone I, would be like, I'm not coming back. 20 years later, are you kidding me? By the time they get to those stories. There, there, there'll be money. Somebody somebody would be willing to play. <laughs> Sally feels like, I'll yeah. do it. But <laughs> she'll be 90. Maybe but I, that's fine. I'll, 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 I'll put on a blonde wig. Yeah. So on the whole, I thought it was great. I liked it. I'd say I liked it probably, and I'd have to rewatch it, but I, I liked Amazing Spider-Man 2 probably as much as I liked Spider-Man 2, which I thought was the best of the original ones, the one with Doc Ock. <sighs> I, I liked it probably as much, but I have to watch it again. So I, I'm not saying that this one I thought was the best, but it was definitely – it was better done than the last one in that one sense only. They had more money because I watched that first one and you felt like there were a couple things on sound See, stages I, and stuff. I rewatched almost all the first one. Right. And I still – it was just a little more fluid for me. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Just, I mean, the just the lizard. Yeah. And that's smart. That right. That's definitely smart. Yeah. Well, anyway, we've uh, we've kept taking up so much of all of your time. I want to know what people thought about Amazing Spider-Man Two. I only have like the one pull quote from Rob Lorge. I don't even know what he didn't like about it. If he liked anything, so we want to hear more from everybody. You can tweet us at Blackcast. You can Gmail me, us. You can Gmail all of us, Blackcast at Gmail, and you can also find us on the message board at DennisMillerRadio.com. We appreciate you staying so very long to listen to us talk about Spider-Man. But it was our theme of the whole show. We had the theme song. Thanks for we listening, had- true believers. It's- How much did you hate the Stan Lee cameo? I don't even remember what it was. Hey, I know that guy. When was that? At the graduation when he oh, shows yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that's And he has right. his graduation yeah. hat and the Spider-Man face. Yeah. You hated that, didn't you? It was actually less painful than it was like quick. Captain America. Yeah, Because it was so quick. Right. All right. All right. Well, what was not quick was this Blackcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>